now is the time. A time you'll look back on. A time you adopt as inspiration. You will recollect this time, this moment, right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome, take over. The time is now. just a dream how was how is everybody Pete we'll t- go to you first how are you oh, cloud nine I said to you when I first came on said absolute cloud nine unbelievable result um, unbelievable performance uh, we're gonna get into it just unbelievable unbelievable that's the quote of the day get that on the back of a jersey Richie how are you certainly not plodding <laughs> and Chris, great to see you. How are you? Yeah, I'm got made some goods. Absolutely made off to be back. Couldn't miss the show tonight. Um, yeah, just unbelievable is the word. Yeah, I know we're going to get into it, but yeah, uh, as Pete said, on cloud nine, still in a little bit of shock if I'm honest. But um, but yeah, what a, what a time to be a Newcastle fan. What a time to be alive. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, let us get into it without further delay because uh, we have a lot to get through. Right. Let's first go to the, the team sheets. So you'll notice there was a change for, for Newcastle. Uh, Murphy was off and into the the, uh, the the team came uh, Willock. So that was the start. And Anderson uh, didn't make the bench either. Uh, but, um, and yeah, I suppose... Um, Joe Linton kind of played in in Murphy's role, uh, where Willock went back into into J7's role, I guess. So yeah, that, that was a, the, the change for us. For for Spurs, they had a few changes, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they can't even afford a proper uh, pitcher for their team. They spend all that money in the stadium; they don't, <laughs> can't even afford that. But uh, anyway, what did you make of our team, lads? Uh, Richie, we will go to you first. Uh, do you know what? I, I was really really impressed with that. To- we, we we touched on Friday night that the weird days that we'd we'd probably like to go for uh we as I said me and Pete told you the week about possibly resting people for the Spurs one, but then I switched it around on Friday night and I says do you know what you, you look at the way that Spurs had fit, uh, played against Man United and you thought you know what if you put your full strength side out there you could get something there and pretty much that's what we've done. Um, I like the change with Joel Linton uh, coming on for Murphy. You know Murphy can look and think do you know what. A little bit unlucky, and I think everyone would agree with that. He's, he's had a good uh, few games in a row, but I think just having that extra legs in the middle with Willick, and then obviously you've got that the, the same on the left with Joel and Obviously, he, he dropped back quite a lot into the middle and helped out with defence, but he can also help Dan Burn out at left back as well. It just 
was a masterstroke by uh, by Eddie Howe. Chris, were you surprised Eddie Howe didn't bring on um, uh, Elliot Anderson when you were calling for him there during the game? <laughs> it was funny. I was going, do you know what we could do with Elliot Anderson here? It'd be great. And then I've just said in the private chat to you as all, friggin' hell, he wasn't even on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been a miracle if he brought Elliot Anderson on. But now, I, I, Daz, like, I think I said to you all pretty much, like, I was really surprised by the team. I, I thought, and, and obviously, you know, watched the way days, I, I assumed that we were going to put out like a bit of a weaker team, not not to kind of, you know, wave the white flag, but just because we've had a big run of game. Uh, sorry, we've had a lot of games in a short space of time. And I was thinking maybe he's going to rest a couple of players. But when I saw the lineup, I was really, really pleased because, you know, as Eddie Howe always says, and we've not been used to under the likes of Bruce, etc., is that we believe we can win every game. And as soon as I seen the lineup, I thought we're going here to win, and um, it was really refreshing, really good. I was worried about watching Wilson every time he was closing <laughs> down. I was thinking, just don't don't put too much pressure on their hamstrings, just take it easy, um, because without Wilson, I think I think we'd uh, we'd look a completely different team. But um, but yeah, no, I was I was pleased with the lineup, and I thought we're in for a good match here. Pete, I'm going to go to you next, and uh, you. There's a guy in a way that is, who always seems to get the lineup wrong, predicting the lineup, but he seemed to have got the score right today. Uh, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, you, you know what? Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put my hands up. I was, I was wrong. Why did I put Shelby in the starting lineup? <laughs> anyway, I got the prediction of the of the score right. I, I think uh, I need to watch it back. Uh, and if you haven't, you watch it back. But yeah, um, in terms of the lineup. You know what that lineup? We've talked about that lineup before as a potential of having Joe on the left. We've talked about it before as a, as a potential. Um, we know he can play there. We did it for Hoffenheim before he came to Newcastle, and yeah, it, it, it was it was probably and whether you agree with this or not, probably our strongest team to choose from at this moment in time. Um, and yeah, so I was really really happy with that. Really happy with how we'd set up. Um, you know, Richie talked about on away days, and we talked about it when we met up on Wednesday about yeah. playing that, that strongest team and just keep playing it. And as long as they're fitting one hundred percent, keep playing it, keep playing it, keep playing it. And um, yeah, it proved absolutely right again. You know what? I was really happy to see Dan Byrne in the starting lineup because there's been that talk: should target play? Should Byrne come off? Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be kind of um, uh, a liability with pace and all the rest of it? But I'm glad that Eddie Howe persisted uh, with him, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Cool. Let us get into the game. So uh, I go to my trusty notes uh, to talk you through the game, to relive and stop me, as always, uh, along the way, and we talk on the, the different talking points. But uh, first half kicked off. Uh, within a minute, Son had a shot uh, after a, a run, and then a minute after that again, he had, an, he had a, another shot and a brown uh, after um, a counter-attacking uh, movement. Uh, so then four minutes, um, Shara with an unbelievable ball to, to oh. J7. That was, was unbelievable. Uh, and then, yeah, kind of, um, Jonathan did, did fall over. Uh, there was the talk, could it potentially be a, pen a penalty? It would be very soft, I think, if we got a penalty for that. But, uh, yeah, uh, that ball, note that for, for our ratings. Uh, and then I'll fast forward on to, to 10 mats. Um Off the line, yeah, San had a shot, a shot on uh, where he kind of lobbed it over Pope. And Trivia took it off the line. When I say off the line, there was it was still a bit to go to the line, but uh, it's 
Pope got a hand to it and, and slowed it down. But jeez, uh, it was it was kind of all them for the first couple of minutes. Uh, we thought we were in for a bad day there with with Son on looking like he was on fire for the, the, those first ten minutes. Uh, anyone panicking then? I think it was. A, it's always, I think with Newcastle, I think because as we said the other day, it's, you're always used to things like this, and you think, you know, when things start to look bright, you know, it might be going against us. But you know what? You you, you always going to concede chances against people like Harry Kane and Hugh Song because they're a good side, uh, and they've 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 played with each other for God how many years now, and they've they've got that chemistry and understanding for each other. So it's all about. Defending to your maximum as much as you can, and you know what you you are going to ride when you go away to these places. You are going to ride the wave a bit. And, and, you know, first fifteen minutes they they played well. First fifty minutes, but then we just got our stamp on it, and that was it. Yep, fair enough. And I noticed straight away, holy moly, there's 216 people watching us live. If you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that like button. You'll hear more about that later. Uh, right, move on, fast forward on to 19 mats and Dyer with a silly back pass, a right silly back pass as well. Uh, we got a corner out of it and nothing came in the corner though. Uh, 22 mats, left on shot, uh, blocked by Trippier. Um, 28 minutes, Kane on the counter-attack. Uh, again, another um, good save by, by Nick Pope. Remember that for the ratings as well, uh, with his feet this time. Uh, step forward on to 30 minutes, and I just get queuing up some pictures here. Uh, so, yeah, um, what happened again? Uh, I, I just remember Wilson challenging, running down uh, Lloris, um, him... Uh, Getting in a bit of a tangle, Larice falling to the floor, uh, claiming wanted his free kick. Wilson played on and just lobbed the ball over defenders and keeper back of the net. Uh, cue the celebration. Why is that a bad picture? I'm not so sure, but here is a little better one. Uh, Wilson, goal. Yeah. What did you make of that goal, lads? You know what, Daz? I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna tag you in it. I completely forgot when the when the tweet came out from Newcastle with that one. I was gonna say, Daz, get it ready. <laughs> get <that laughs> I have ready them all ready. Anyone that scored, um, I have them ready and lined up. <laughs> love it. The one thing I'll say um, that you did mention is the ball from Fabian yeah. Shaw was yeah. outstanding. Yeah. Like that ball, that ball is is it, it's a ball that you don't expect a centre back to play. No. It's as simple as that, no. and he's got that in his locker, and it's why you know Chris, you've bigged him up for for a long time now. So about how good he is, we all have, but it just he's just showing again why he's playing on another level, and yeah, it, it's one of them all round. He's 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 a, he's a you know it it was it cannot be not discussed because it creates the opening for Wilson to be in the position. Now, people can argue all day. In my opinion, whether it's whether it's a foul or not, fucking no chance. That is not a foul. Um, and you know what? Even if it was a foul, I don't care. I just don't <laughs> because what happened after that was just why he's a top striker in the Premier League. Is that that finish is not easy? Yes, he's got the whole goal to shoot from, but he's got Dyer right in front of him. He's got literally a few seconds to to take a touch and hit it. It's with his left foot. It's not his favoured foot. So he's got to then be able to lift the ball in. Um, and he did it just so comfortably. It's just a, a top, top finish from a, a, a top striker. I think what I think what's even more telling about the ball from Shaw was that it was with his weaker foot as well. Yeah. And to get that flight, 
to perfection. Bear in mind, you look at, I think you actually got to say, but both of them, I think it's, it's all about the confidence that's brewing in this team at the minute. You don't try those balls if you're not confident and you've got the belief of everybody around you. And the fact that that's a left football and it literally just floats over the centre half and then Wilson runs on to it. And it, what, it wasn't the foul on it. You even see him try to pull up so he doesn't like collide with it. And obviously, Luis just goes straight up. But then to have that composure, just to have a little, little look and then a you know, lovely little dick. And again, inch perfection. I think it literally just skimmed Luis's head as it was going over, because obviously he was outside the box, he couldn't raise his hand, and then obviously sail it in the back of the net. With the wrong foot as well. That just goes to show that the confidence is just brewing through this team, and it was an absolutely exquisite finish. It was. It was unreal. Chris, your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, it was funny when when um you know when when obviously it all unfolded um as per usual screaming at the telly and I'm going there's no way there's no way that's that's getting ruled out no way um and then they started well it was it was comforting actually because the commentators were saying they're happy with the challenge they were happy with the challenge they were just looking for the handball and then I thought well, there's no way they're getting a the handball no way and then the replay showed it really slow and it it, it touched like yeah touched it off his shoulder and it's like. So yeah, it, no as way. soon as the commentator said that, I was like, yeah, we're sound, we're, we're okay, we're absolutely okay. Um, and just to touch back, I know I'm fast-forwarding a little bit here, Daz, but you mentioned it before. It was funny when Joe went down in the box again, screaming for it. And then when I when I watched it back, I was like, do you know what? It's the right decision. Um, mm. It wasn't a penalty. Um, but it, 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 I thought, to be fair, I thought VAR... They got they got the big decisions right tonight. I thought I thought they were they were all right, and we don't say that very often, but I, I genuinely think they did, um, because we've seen some really contentious decisions over the weekend. Um, but in our game tonight, I thought I thought they done pretty well, if I'm honest. Well, good show. Yeah, they did, and we won. That's all that matters. Um, right, let's continue. Um, Just before you move on, yeah, I want to ask you the question. You know, what what do we make of Hugo Lloris falling to ground like a sack of shit? Honestly, I just felt it was it was embarrassing. The way yeah. he falls down, like the, the, the collision happens, which is natural, mm. but the way he just drops the ground and expects a free kick, I just thought it was absolutely embarrassing, which probably, in my opinion, in the VAR's mind, the way he falls probably brings it in our favour yeah. and makes them make the decision in our favour because it was so theatrical. Like, it, it just wasn't necessary at all. Um, he he just, knows he made the clanger, Pete. He knows yeah. he made the clanger. He come out, he's missed it, and he's tried to blame Wilson. Yeah. And he, Wilson was just stood that. there. Yeah. yeah. Did, you hear, that did you hear? Did you hear? Les Ferdinand. He 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 said yeah that okay like he's he's also played for Spurs, but uh, he as well as ourselves. But uh, he was saying he was glad that it actually went in the striker's favour. Normally, yeah. it goes in the keeper's favour, you know. So I and that's why I was half expecting it to be ruled out just because of that. It normally goes in the keeper's favour, and it's those. So uh, I was expecting the worst, but absolutely delighted. Could, Jamie uh, read that though. He was ridiculous. You could just see he had his Spurs hat, hat on all. Day. Oh, it's definitely a foul. Definitely. Give our man. There was no foul at all in that. Fuming, no, there he was fuming. He was because he because let's face it, if he's not if he's not lavishing praise on Tottenham, why do we even need him in the studio? Because he brings nothing to Sky Sports. He only he was only there because he was an ex Tottenham player. Like yeah. Les Ferdinand was right down the middle. You know, he gave Tottenham praise and said what they did well. 
probably clutching the straws because they were shy. But Newcastle, he gave praise rightly and in those moments gave a level, level-headed perspective of those decisions. Tim Redknapp, like you just said, Richie, was completely biased, was absolutely unnecessary there. Um, and I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It's, it's the type of guy that he is. He just... He just, he just doesn't know football for someone that was a professional footballer, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, let's fast forward and we'll talk about the player of the season. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Miggy Almiron. Uh, on the 40th match, a header, um, Lloris kick out, I think. Uh, a header from alongside a good header, actually, as well. Miggy got the ball uh, well on, on the wing, really. And he just, uh, I, I wrote down here, he bet four defenders and put it under the keeper. Uh, I might be exaggerating there a bit, but it was unreal. He, he definitely took on two or three defenders. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, and when he got that far, I said, "No way, this is going in back of the net." Miggy, goal. There's no stopping him at the moment. Absolutely unreal. What did you make of that? And I said in our chat, Ballon d'Or for uh, for Miggy. I'll I'll kick it off. I, I I was I was absolutely delighted for him. Like like you say, Daz. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just the finish, which was sublime, by the way. And even though we were all talking, um, you know, pre-show saying that like we were surprised he didn't pass it because you know there would have been some people kicking off in the box because there was a couple of players free. But it's just the the confidence he's got now. And you know, when he when he um, I think it was the ball the ball came out by Luis and then Longstaff did exceptionally well, headed it headed it towards Miggy. Miggy then goes to turn and then go, you know, to drive forwards and he's got a player behind him and the players, you know, pulling him and making it uncomfortable for him and Miggy drives through with his pace that we all know he's got and you know, the work ethic and he's He's driving at the Spurs defence, and you can see that they're kind of backing off him a little bit because they don't want to, you know, stick a leg out on him or anything. And then he pulls himself into the corner, gets on his left-hand side, which we all know he loves to do. And as I say, it's a, it's a sublime finish. It really, really is. But that that's the confidence in him. And I think it was the commentator who said, uh, might have been Carragher, saying, like, you know, a few months back, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have took that shot on. Either passed it or either flapped it a little bit. But that's the confidence he's in at the minute, and I'm, I was absolutely delighted for him because nobody deserves the you know the upturn of luck more than Miggy because um, you know we we've we've seen this work right since day one, haven't we? And he's now adding end product to his game, and um, he's just on fire, as as you lad said, he's absolutely on fire. Exactly, Chris. And before we go to, uh, we're going to Pete next, but uh, just a reminder, there's 314 people now watching us live, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and the like button. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on uh, Mickey's goal? Um, it was just an outstanding individual goal. Um, <clears throat> big up to Longstaff, as we mentioned, wins the ball high up, um, uses that press to our advantage, but then it's all about Miggy. At that point, and we were talking off air. Me and Richie we were saying, you know, if if it had if it had missed that chance, the people in the middle, you were saying that they would have gone absolutely mental because there were there were guys in the box, and I thought he was going to pass it. I didn't expect him to shoot, but as they said in the Sky Studio, the level of confidence that he's at right now, he's confident in his own abilities, so he gets into that position. I think it's Langley that he leaves for dead, absolutely leaves him for yeah. dead. Um, yeah. That little, you know, feigns to cut inside, comes in uh, on the inside, um, sorry, goes in on the outside and then cuts in and it's like, it's just a, 
it's a great finish. And you see, Hugo Lloris doesn't even expect him to shoot. He comes out to kind of cut the angle for that pass across goal. He's not expecting him to just slide it underneath his it, it, underneath his body. Um, but that's Miggy. You saw Miggy scored a, not a similar goal, but he scored a goal like that away at Benfica in, in pre-season. Where he just kind of like plays it into that yeah. far corner. He knows he can do it. He knows he's got the capabilities. And now what we're seeing is in game, he's realizing that because he's actually he's actually doing it. Uh, it's just an unbelievable individual goal and fully deserved for a guy that's just playing the best football of his career. Let's be honest, it is. Oh, he, he is. Um, he absolutely is. Um, yeah, Richie, your thoughts on Miggy's goal? I think the goal's made for, in my opinion, the goal's made from Longstaff. He's endeavour just to get out there, put the pressure on the, uh, I think, was, was it was it Sessegnon it was going towards, wasn't it, off the... To be fair, Lloris had a bit of a nightmare spell for 10 minutes, because it was a stupid ball to play in the first place, but obviously you've still got to keep that press going and you've actually got to make something of it, which is what Longstaff did, because I think they highlighted it in the commentary that said that, uh, I think it was Ferdinand, I mentioned he, he made... Longstaff makes a run that a lot of midfielders don't want to make, and he made it. And the header was perfect, just straight down to Miggy. But I think what you've got to also look at with, with Miggy's run is that confidence is so high. That he just he was running with such pace towards Longley. Longley, for an international defender, but getting squared up like that was absolutely diabolical defending. Uh, not that I give a shit that it was diabolical defending. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If it was Botman or someone like that, then obviously I'd be playing hell. I know probably Pete would be as well. Uh, the coaching is coming out, but no, that pace has got past him. And I, I thought, oh, he might have to because it looked like he was going that fast. He might have to cut it back, but that's that touch once he's around him, where it takes him towards the goal with the left foot. It, it just opened that shooting angle up. That's that slight shooting angle up from. Uh, and as we said off the uh, before we went on air, you know there was two or three in the middle who had no one mark that they had as a simple tapping really. It was just as well it did go in. And I think off that shot, the way that Larissa had come out, and as Pete had mentioned, he's tried to cut off that ball across the six-yard box. I don't think he was actually, if he was going to have to square it, he wouldn't have went across that six-yard box because it was, there was, he would have been pulling the back ball towards the penalty spot. So even that would have took Larissa out of the game. Larissa just completely committed himself in no man's land, really. Uh, and if you look, as Pete said, he wasn't expecting the ball to go into him. And if you look at the goal, the from the, the angle from behind the goal, how the ball actually got under him is unbelievable because there's not much mm-hmm. like he's there's not much under him as he's spread himself. Uh, but seriously, hell of a finish. And as Peter that the similar to the Benfica one, but when you when you've got that confidence, anything can happen. It really, really can and it's the proofs of the pun, the way Muggy, um, to be fair, he mugged the Spurs uh, and the today, like, but yeah, but uh, no, Miggy's on fire in October, mate. So it's, I think it's not going to be Mitchell's on fire anymore, it's going to be Miggy's on fire. Yeah, if he doesn't win player, the player of the month or something, he has to, he has to. Uh, uh, right, that took us to, to half time, and uh, we we're sitting pretty. There was even potential tears in the whole household. I won't say from who, but um, we'll we'll move on. Um, right, 
the Newcastle started the second half on on the attack. Uh, Spurs were kind of sitting back. I was surprised at that. I thought they were going to up the upper gear, but then not. Uh, no, then on the fifty-first minute, uh, excellent move, excellent passing move by Newcastle. Uh, it was really like watching Brazil at one, at one stage. But uh, there was uh, an incident then where Joe Linton uh, headed the ball back across the box, and there was a penalty shout, and uh, it went to uh, VAR as well, but. Uh, wasn't handball. Um, yeah, it would be nice to get the penalty, but anyone think that was a penalty first? Hundred percent. Hundred percent is a penalty. I, I don't know what you boys think of it, but when I'm seeing that, and I'm seeing that Dan Byrne got a penalty given against him against Brentford at St James's Park for yeah. a lot less than that. For for a ball that hit his hand and he had no idea about it because it was it was from behind him, and you've got Joe Linton that's made a brilliant ball, brilliant ball, brilliant header back, and it was going back into the middle of the middle of the box, and it hits his hand, and it stops the ball from going back in the middle of the box. It's a penalty all day. Like, this is why we get so frustrated about the inconsistencies of VAR and the refereeing. If they can give Dan Burns is a, is a penalty. That is a penalty all day long, and again, with you know, although the VAR has gone against, gone for us for the Wilson goal, but rightly so, we've been screwed again because that would have added three one up, and the game would have been over then. Three nil. That's three nil. Yeah, sorry, and scored so three nil. That would have been game done, but. I don't know whether you guys think any differently. <laughs> I, I've just been praised with VAR. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, uh, I was the same as you, Pete. The two, there's two reasons why that's a penalty for me. Is the arm in an unnatural position? Yes, it is because it's, it's out there. It's not by his side. It's out. And second of all, where's the ball traveling? The ball's traveling into the danger area in the box. And his arm being out has stopped the ball from traveling into that danger area. And that's prevented an opportunity, which is why it's a penalty. And that's 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 as simple as it as it comes for me. They're the two reasons why it's a penalty, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. If you put the picture back up, Daz, you know, you, you look at it. That Joel Linton's already off the pitch when he's head, he's like you know, so he, he's trying to head it back into play. So it's not even always trying to cut the cross out, sort of thing. All Joel Linton's trying to do is put it back into the box. Yeah. So he's jumping across like that, trying to cut it out with his foot, but obviously to come back the other way. So yes, you're jumping, but you wouldn't, you still shouldn't have your arm out that far. You know what I mean? It's a 90 degree angle to his body, that's an unnatural position. And then even afterwards, when they were doing the VAR, look at it. And Edison Royals going berserk because it hit his head. It's like, do you actually yeah. realize people can see on camera that it actually hits your arm? You... But, yeah. yeah, I agree. It was penalty bit, penalty lads. Cool. All round was the penalty. Really? Yeah. Righty up. Move on. Fast forward. Uh, two minutes later, uh, Spurs have a corner, gets whipped in. Um, yeah, uh, Sanchez, they went to VR this one. Uh, Sanchez with. Touch? Did he touch it? Did he not touch it? Did it glance him? Anyway, Kane got the the final touch and put the put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, one, uh two one. Um, still still in the lead, but a, a bit a, a getting a bit nervy at the end of that stage. Um, and we want to talk about that Spurs goal. I, I think you can say no. I think the only thing that I think is a main concern for me is. Obviously, there was a lot of height at the foot post. It's, you're not always going to win all the aerial duels, but I think the most concerning thing for me is 
We know how prolific Harry Kane is, and we know he likes to make that move around the back post. The amount of times you see them get to his knees and heading in the back post that low, yeah. I don't understand why you've got Kieran Trippier marking him. All the, it should be, you know, you want one of your stronger centre backs uh, doing that because obviously you've got a lot of height in the team, so you can put that, a few of them to the front post in the middle, but you should always be keeping one with Harry Kane because one is good in the air, but he's also lethal around that back post when he's good. In. That's the that's where I think we lost the goal there. That was the fact that Trippier was marking Kane. Kane's always going to outmuscle Kieran Trippier the back stick, always. It, it, it's it, Rich, you're absolutely right. It's um, all of our big boys got attracted to the ball. That that's basically what it is. They all got attracted to winning the header. Whereas if we'd have just been a little bit more, you know, smart about it, let's say in, in that position, we'd would have dropped one of them back in. Whether it was Shaw, whether it was Botman, you know, get Burn and Botman to, to attack. Oh, what happened? Where's everyone gone? <laughs> Someone is playing tricks here. Anyway, I'll, I'll carry on. Um, we'll move on to uh, the what happened next was uh, six six Mans Shar had a what happened there actually by the way. There no pouncing. I just went. I went just like stream. Y'all just kicked us all out. I, I, I was. I was the one left. <laughs> Yeah. Was, was I was I actually talking at that point? Yeah, yeah, Justin. Hey, just went, oh, what is going on? Oh, I, I was, I was, I was into the flow of my conversation, <laughs> and, then, and then I realised it just said, it just said, I, I, I got out. Yeah, it was all out apart from Daz because I went on live and it was only Daz there just talking himself. <laughs> like, Where did everyone go? Right, <laughs> go again, Pete. Yeah, I, Pete? I was just going to say um, that Richie was absolutely right. What should have happened? Is, I feel like I'm too repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not press the button. <laughs> you know what it was? You know what it was, Pete, doesn't it? The three big lads there were attracted to the uh, the computer, getting kicked off the screen and left trip with the back stick by himself. That was that stars. There you go. Hey, yeah, you know what? I was looking around for Martin. I thought Martin had, had, had jumped <laughs> in the chat and was started kicking us all out. So if he did, fair play to him. That was a nice move. <laughs> that it was but, a, uh, as I was saying, you just kind of all of the big boys got attracted to the ball. We should have had Burn and Botman attacking the ball, Shaw staying back just to keep in that area because there was a huge gap from where the ball was flicked on. There was a huge gap that just wasn't taken up. And to be fair, um, I think it was Royale that, that or, or is it Royale or Basuma, one of them that flipped the ball on. The, well, there wasn't really anybody marking them, and, and that's like certainly not goal side, and that's just an area we've improved on. It, it, we should have improved on, particularly because Tottenham are very, very good at set pieces. I think it came on Sky; they, they've scored the most goals from set pieces this season. So we should have maybe um, sort of attacked that one a little bit better. However, I do think it was offside. The first screen, what I saw, the playback, I remember watching it, not thinking about the offside because I didn't know at that point, thinking that. Whoever had the flick on, whether it was Basuma or Royale, touched the ball. And for some reason, all of the playbacks that we saw after that point weren't as conclusive because of the angles were wrong. And I just felt like they, you know, they, they could have looked at it from the initial angle. I just felt he got a touch on it. But um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Cool. 
Cool. Let's move on. Uh, I kind of I'll fly through this last bit then, uh, even though it was it was did not go quick for any of us. Uh, right. Um, six six minutes. Shard running a shot. Six seven minutes. Wilson got a card. Seventy fourth minute. Uh, Murphy uh, on Willock off. Uh, eighty three minutes. Yellow card for Pope. Time wasting. And they did they did try and delay things uh, uh, nicely like everybody does. Uh, eighty six minutes. Uh, Dyer had a header wide, but it was offside anyway. Uh, 87 minutes, Wilson off, uh, Wood on. We could only bring Wilson off on the 87 minutes. There was no, no uh, saving him in, in this game. Bruno off as well, and Shelby on. Good to see Shelby back. And then the uh, the linesman put up uh, 15 minutes injury time. Well, well, it felt like 15 minutes, but it was only five minutes. But uh, yeah, that was the game. That lads, we won 2 1. Uh, Everyone happy, smiles all round, um, and Eddie Howe embracing uh, there as well, uh, loving it. Um, but um, what do you make of the result, lads? Chris, we'll go to you first. Just a fantastic result, really, wasn't it? I mean, I, I went into this game and I was thinking to myself, you know, if we can get a point here, that'd be fantastic. You know, uh, I, as you know, I always say, you know, a point away from home is always a point gained, in my opinion. And then when we went 2-0 up, I was literally, I literally had my head in my hands on the couch and I was just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that we've come to Spurs and we're, we're dominating them, absolutely dominating them. And, you know, I went in at half-time and I was just thinking, right, you know, let's get that third and let's end the game. And then obviously Spurs scored. Um, and then it was it, it was a bit nervy for the last uh, 10, 15 minutes. But I thought we managed the game fantastically. I thought we did really well. The lads the lads didn't look as tired as they did against Everton. I was expecting another tired performance today. And I, 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 I didn't see that. Um, but we, we, we talk all the time, don't we, about unity and about how the lads, you know, are fighting for each other and, you know, playing for each other. And you can see that on the pitch and you see it even more so at the end. You know, they're everywhere, everyone's hugging each other, celebrating. The way Eddie Howe set this team up is, is, is just absolutely fantastic. We've we've got players in the team now who were playing under Bruce and we were saying, you know, need to get them out, need to get them out the door. And every single player on that pitch today was just fantastic. Really, really good, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm absolutely amazed up with the with the results and the fact that you know we've we've now crept into the top four and we've got some favourable games coming up. It's it's like it's like what's going to stop us? We've had one defeat all season, and that was in the last minute at Anfield, which we really didn't deserve. Um, so you you're looking at the fixtures and you're thinking, when are we going to lose? Like you know, the the confidence is sky high. Um, I'm expecting a bad one. Don't get me wrong, and you know there will be occasions where things don't go our way. But I think it when we when we're getting these results and when we're looking back and reflecting on games, we're never going, oh, we were lucky there. Oh, you know, we we you know we could have uh, we, we could have got done there. But we're all working incredibly hard, and the team are all working for each other, and the the they're really getting that vibe from the fans as well. Like the fans were fantastic tonight. Just all you could hear was that Bruno song all the way through the game, <laughs> and we totally outsang you know, the, uh, the Spurs fans. And Pete, you'll remember from last season when we, when we went to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that was probably the quietest I'd heard from the, from the away fans. But tonight, it was just non-stop. Even in the rain, it was, it was great. Yeah, I would agree. That was a great... It was the reason why I didn't look to, <laughs> look to really go out, go out of my way to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today. Obviously, we've done a couple of day games this week, but it, it, it was one of them that it was... 
it wasn't a great atmosphere, an atmosphere that makes you think, wow, I want to go back and experience that. Obviously, we got beat heavily. But for me, like, we... we I said it to you, I said it to, I think it was Daz when I first came on, but I tweeted out earlier, like, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody. You know, we've already proven it. Man City, Liverpool, Anfield, not many teams go there and really kind of cause them the, the sort of problems that we did. And we're very unlucky not to get something from that game. If we can go to those teams, Old Trafford, and cause them problems today, unbelievable performance against Tottenham, fully deserved the three points. Anything else wouldn't have been wouldn't have been deserved for Newcastle. That just shows me that we can go to any ground this season and cause them problems. And I think what that does today, I don't know whether you agree with this or not, what that does today, it makes every team stand up and take notice, but it also demands respect from every team in the Premier League. They now respect us for what we've done this season. Yes, we're only, what, 11, 12 games in. But we've gone out there and showed that actually we can go toe-to-toe with anyone. We can play football better than anybody else. At some at one point in the game, we had like 70, 70-something percent possession. Like, we were dominating Tottenham. It wasn't like we were sitting in and just hoping for the best and just defending well. We were controlling possession. We were losing the ball within seconds, winning it back, then holding possession for two or three minutes keeping the ball side to side. We were dominating teams like Tottenham, like Man City, like Liverpool. Like if we can do it to those teams, other teams that we go to this season, Southampton, for example, is our next away game. Why can't we go there and do the same? You know, yeah. it, it just shows me that there's a different side to this team. We can go toe-to-toe football-wise. We can out-battle a team. We can outpress a team. We can outwork a team. We can do everything better than everybody else in the Premier League. We can. But we've just got to be consistent. We have to be consistent. We have to keep doing it. Eddie Howe said it perfectly. And Callum Wilson said the same in their interviews after the game. We take it game by game. Game by game. We don't get over the top. We can get over the top as fans because we're loving life right now and deservedly so. But the players can't. And they take game by game, they work their socks off game by game, they outwork, they outplay, they outscore every single team game by game. Let's see where it takes us. And you, uh, the, other, the other thing to, uh, to add there is if we can keep all our players fit and the, and the likes of Bruno comes back in the World Cup in flying as well, we also have Isaac and ASM to add to that. Uh, and we have Shelby back as well to, to, to mix things up as well for, for rotation and stuff like this. There's no, there's no, no stopping us uh, once, once uh, we can keep um, our, our key players fit because we, we don't have, as we we've said at the start of the season, we don't have a big enough bench. But hey, as well, that may lead, lead into, I know Eddie Howe has said that uh, they're not going to go massive in the, the January transfer window. But if they're in or around the Champions League spots, who knows? Who knows what, what, what uh, the, the decision may be taken out of his hands. You're getting these players anyway. Richie, do you want to say anything about the result? Just a, a phenomenal result. It really, really was. Uh, as we said on, on Friday night, it was we expected a few changes originally, but then obviously when you saw Man United play uh, the way they did against Spurs and how average Spurs look. You know, we said that Newcastle could get something with that strongest team. And I think Eddie Howe's probably then thought, you know what, we, we probably can. We've got a week, a full week to rest up after this. 
And, you know, it's good that he took that chance. Uh, you know, we said, don't change a winning side. I know it's it's a, a lot of people always say that, don't you know, don't uh, change whatever it's not broken sort of thing. And when you wait, Newcastle, Newcastle's definitely not broken at the minute. It's, you know, it's uh, the whole team's pulling, running in the same direction. It's just... It's just, it's just absolutely classed, you know what I mean? Um, there's times before in the past where, even if you want to look back at the Liverpool game, which we were lucky at, there's times where we might not have held on and get three points, but we have. Uh, and it, it, it does actually, it, it's probably the first result now that, you know, we've, we've went toe-to-toe with Man United, a hard game last week at Old Trafford, got something. We should have got something at Liverpool, uh, at least a point. We could have possibly had more uh, if you, if you, you know, you go back into the uh, Isak goal, which would have put you 2-0 two, two up, uh, which to me, I still think it was wrongly uh, ruled out for offside. Uh, and then you go toe-to-toe with Man City at home. And there's not many teams can go toe-to-toe with Man City. Um, and then come away thinking, you know, what what could have been? Could it have been a, could we held on or whatever and stuff like that? So it's the first time that we can really go into the season. This, this As we said on Friday, Today was a statement result. It wasn't a free hit like it used to be. We could really put a marker down on this, and that's exactly what Newcastle's done. And yet, you know, some some people in the Premier League were starting to take it seriously already. But you know, I think now the fact that I know it's early days, and obviously there's a few teams around who've got games in hand and stuff, but still seeing that league table and, and it shows at this moment in time we are fourth top. It sends a message. It really, really does. It does, it does, Richie. Um, sorry, I was just reading a, a, a text that Stu Penman had sent me. Uh, he said, our back five today cost five million less than Harry Maguire. Our, yeah. midf- our midfield cost six million less than uh, Casemiro. And our front three cost five million less than Anthony. Yeah. Thanks, Stu. And, uh, and and apologies to anyone uh, that uh, with uh, the stream art issue we had earlier. Uh, allegedly, it was D- uh, Daniel Levy that w- got in the system, and for some reason, he's been pissed off with uh, how things went today. But apologies for that. So, lads, right, we can go in two different directions, two or three different directions. We can go to ratings, or we can go to the, the table. What would you like to go to first? We're going to go to the table first, Table, table. Table, let's go to the table. Righty-o. Here is the table. Uh, and, you know, I, I can even zoom it up because we, we don't really care about anything below us now, do we? So I can, I can even zoom it up this this much. There we go. There's the table. We're, we're bottom <laughs> of the top four. Uh, but we're, we, we've aspirations to go with that, three places higher. But, um, yeah, lads, we are sitting pretty in in, uh, in the top seven, as we said the, the other day. Look, at even Fulham are in the, the top seven at this stage. Look how, how far down Liverpool are. Uh who did uh, Liverpool play against uh, this weekend? Um, Forest and Lost. Oh, you have to scroll down a bit, does. No, oh, here we go. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to Forest uh, for for that for that win uh, the, uh, yesterday. But uh, yeah, that's that's um, where we are sitting uh, pretty in fourth. Uh, and we we can even bring in the, the, our next three games into the equation into this discussion where we have Villa, Southampton, and Chelsea before um, the the World Cup break. And I know there's a League Cup game in the against Crystal Palace in there as well. But let's just focus on the Premier League uh, for now. That's what are you what are you making of the the league table? And uh, our potential points total for them in the next three games. Well, we're still the best defence of the Premier League, <laughs> even with conceding today. Uh, so that's 
great to great to see. Um, Twenty goals already scored. Um, yeah, it just it it just looks so pretty at the moment. Um, you're asking me for the next couple of games. We talked about it before we went live. Villa at home, Southampton away. Target six points. Why not? Why not be sitting on 27 points going into the Chelsea game before the World Cup? There's no reason why it can't happen. And, you know, if anyone was to be doubting that, you just have to watch that performance today. And that shows you that the players are more than capable of it. Oh, yeah, good show. Look, look, as I said yesterday, before five o'clock yesterday in our WhatsApp chat, if Carlsberg did weekends, you know, the Magnum was 2 0 up, lost 4 2 at home. You know what I mean? And then I said, look, Chelsea, Man United draw, and then we get we get three points tomorrow. Fourth, the end of the night, if Carlsberg did weekends. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. Call Deliver. the season now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Chris, your thoughts on the league table and our upcoming three games? Yeah, I mean, league table. Yeah, looks looks very nice, doesn't it? And do you know what though? Take it, taking all things aside, you know, it's fully deserved. We should we should be up there. Um, interestingly, Daz, and I, I haven't I haven't had a proper look at the league table. As you can see, we've got loads of draws there, which is probably why we're not, you know, a bit higher higher to top spots. But um, interestingly, it I I I, I find it. I find it slightly worrying. I don't know if anybody else does that we 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 haven't scored more. Um, I know you can see there we're on twenty. Um, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, to be fair, because you know there is there is the teams below us have scored less. I mean Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea have only got sixteen. Man United have only got sixteen. Um, but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see more in the, in those four goals. But yeah, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. Like and we, we like I said then we we fully deserve top four. Um, looking at the next two games, which is um, Villa at home, Southampton away. I mean, if we can pick up four points, even if we can pick up four points from that, I think it keeps us in the mix. Uh, the Chelsea game will be really interesting. Um, if we if we if we get the six points, I know Dad, Dad's saying six points there. If we get six points going into that Chelsea game, Chelsea will not fancy playing us. And the, it, this is what we've been saying all season, lads. Every team that we play against now will think, oh, Newcastle. Whereas previously it was like, oh, great, we're playing Newcastle. We should be able to roll them over. We used to go one nil down, and the game was done. Um, we used to just try and hang on to a nil-nil and hope that we could nick a goal. But now we're front foot. We're uh, you know we're, we're we're actively pressing teams, and we're, we're pressing teams by the way for the full ninety minutes. It's not just for periods. We're doing it all game. Um, so no no team will look forward to playing us. No team. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling very confident as well going into the Villa game this weekend because Villa got a fantastic result, four uh, nil tonight, I believe. Um, that that won't that won't uh, that won't happen again. I I fancy us big time now against Villa at the weekend. You're right, Chris. We used to do a lot of things. We used to even give away half our season tickets. No, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, that'll yeah. never happen again. Definitely um, not. Right, and, and anyone else who looks at the glass half half empty, uh, or rather than half full, we are 19 points from safety. Another 19 points, and we'll be on 40 points. But um, yeah, let, let us move on from the table. We're, we're all delighted with, with the table and as it stands. And uh, we have the potential to go uh, to, to go even better. Uh, so let's the next three league games, let's see how they unfold. Right. 
this is the bit that a lot of people look forward to. Let's no, go. It's, to the it's, it's easy. It's easy, Daz. You don't even need to do your points. Out. Just put the league table back up again. Show the lads the goal difference. And that's what every single player gets tonight. Simple. <laughs> no, Richie, where's the fun in that? There's, there's no desperate points in that. Sorry, Mick. Mick, uh, sorry, Mick we want to keep viewers tonight. Daz, we want to keep viewers. We don't want these <laughs> point two six seven one nine. <laughs> it, speaking of viewers, if you're watching this and you have not subscribed, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Do the right thing and hit that subscribe button and that like button. And if you'd like to become a member, like a few people did recently, uh, yes. uh, make sure you do. And uh, shout out to all our members as well. Right, let us get into the ratings. Yes, there he is. Pete, Alex, Pete, I see this grid. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, Chris, you know what to do, but I know you're going through the chat, so I just thought, you know what? Why not? Why not? Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Right. Start with an easy one. Nick Pope. Nick Pope, uh, he had the save from Son uh, early on in the game. He had the... Yeah, I have a save. I wrote down my notes. He, he made a save from Pope, from Pope, so he can even save shot from himself. It was actually from Kane that one. So uh, ignored my notes. Uh, yeah, so he's getting a nine from me, Nick Pope. Yeah, outstanding nine point five, outstanding performance. Um, nothing you can do about the goal, uh, so I'm not even going to put that against him. Um, but the way he swept. The way he collected, I loved the time wasted. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. To the point where he was doing it, even just after he was booked, I was thinking, please don't yeah. it. Because he was literally doing it again, and he was winding up the players. And the fans, even Kane, was going to collect the ball and put it down for him, and then he was picking it up and wasting time. I loved it. Um, but yeah, yeah, didn't put a foot wrong. 9.5. 9.5 for Poppy. Right, Richie, Poppy. Ten. Those those two saves at the, in the first 15 minutes, you know, they're world-class saves, full stop. You know, everyone turns around and says, goalkeeper's are good with his feet as in a sweeper. We've got a goalkeeper that's good with his feet as in saves as well. He makes himself so big. Uh, and to be fair, if he hadn't had that foot there, it was in the bottom corner. Um, but then again, I was gonna I was gonna do what Pete, like what that Dad said, give a nine. But then Pete just reminded us of that little that little through ball that came at the end in stoppage time, where he caught it and just oh, there's a magnet attached to the ball and the floor. I'll just go and keep it warm, sort of thing. And then he just he, he just sat there. And he could, and you can see Harry Kane get even more pissed off at the fact that he's seeing the teammates taking the piss out of him. And he just thought that that's your ten. The, the Tottenham fans though in the back when he did it, he went to go. Ah, I was pissing myself laughing. Yeah, it was class. I, I, I had to give him the extra award just because of that. <laughs> Chris Poppy. Fantastic! In the middle of our goal, not really much else to say. Um, no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm giving this score because I'm thinking of others. So um, I'm gonna give Pope a nine point five. I think, I think Pete's spot on with that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say nine point five. Nine point five. Right up. Let's move on to trips. I'm giving trips an eight point five. Uh, solid as always, a leader. Uh, and Sessnyan was was uh, trying to put him under pressure, but he, he dealt with it in, 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 uh, various times as well. Uh, but yeah, eight point five for trips for me. Go on, Richie. 
I've got to give Trips a nine. Uh, he would have got a ten as well, but unfortunately, that lead that leadership wasn't quite there to get that defenders defense organised to make sure they had someone bigger on Kane at the back stick. That was the only reason. Um, I've I've got nine point seven. I'm I'm going to follow him. That's <laughs> nine nine point seven. I thought he was he performed slightly better um, to get a better rating than than Pope. You know what? I thought that was one of Trippier's best performances today on the pitch. I thought he was brilliant. I thought his linking play. He's come across. He's come up against players like Son and and Sessignon that are fast, quick, pacey, like to get down the wing. He gave them absolutely nothing today, and his support for Amiron was brilliant. Little connections inside the little triangles, superb. One of his best performances for Newcastle. Really, really good performance at a tough ground. Um, you could tell he was going back to his old place because he was bang up for it. Um, very, very good. Just a note to Pete, the ratings are go from 1 to 10. They don't just start at 9 and end at 10. Because the last two shows, the ratings, you, your, your ratings are between 9 and 10. Uh, but I like it. I like it. We, 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 we long may it continue. I'm just following in your footsteps, Dad. What, 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 what else can I do? Now, I can, I can see why Jordy Mick is getting frustrated now. Richie, <laughs> your call. Yeah, written. Oh, do you give your written already? Did you? Richie was first. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah. Chris, Chris, then. Chris. <laughs> no, right. I, I, I tend to agree with Pete on this. I'm going to say 9.5. I'll put him in the same bracket as Pope. But uh, I did think it was one of his better games today. I thought, I thought uh, Kid and Trippy was everywhere. Um, proper captain's performance. Do you know what? I need to start recording these and just press and play every time you ask me about Kevin Trippier because that's all I ever say. Like he's he's just he's so integral to what we do. He, he's 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 a man mountain, even though he's only uh, he's not, he's only a little lad, but uh, he's he's absolutely great. Like probably you could argue probably our most important signing, first signing of the new era, and probably the most important signing of the new era. Just wonderful. I don't want to spend the next five, six, seven minutes talking about him because. There's not very really much else I can say. I, I just think he's fantastic. Do you know what you what you can say to back up everything that we've said about Trip? Yeah, if you obviously a lot of us have do um, the Premier League fantasy. Okay, yes. he's, the, he's the highest rated Premier he's League defender. No, he's the highest. He's the highest. Oh, uh, is he not? Is, I thought Cancelo was. No, no, maybe he's Trip is just Trip is the highest defender. No, not surprised, Rich. Not surprised. <clears throat> right, let's move on to the centre back pairing of. Superman and Batman. That is what I'm calling them anymore. But um okay, Shar for me. Uh the ball to to uh Joe Linton at the start of the game. Uh, I wrote it down in my notes. I knew I wrote it somewhere with the ball to Wilson for the goal. Uh and just just uh the the, the, the this is Shar that we're talking about the, the the job he did on on, on Son, even though because uh, it was seemed to be kind of Shar marking Son and Batman marking Kane. Uh but I'm giving Shar a Nine point seven five. Um, Shaw. Sure. There you go, Richie. Oh, go on. Yeah, so go on. Oh, you so you already started with. No, I was going to say Shaw. Sure. Nine point eight. Um, he, he, he's fucking brilliant, brilliant. Um, very, very close to being man of the match, no doubt about it. So, so good. Um, Three and a half million pound, Pete. Yeah, honestly, someone else mentioned that the other day. Yeah, I, I mentioned it on the yeah. You did. Three million pounds, like, that, like just, just unbelievable. But his play today, you know, it was 
he had Kane in his pocket, he had Son in his pocket. The 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 blocks, the you know, the, the positioning, everything was just spot on. He's just taken that performance from Old Trafford into the game against Everton and then back into that game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. He's just Mr. Consistent at the moment and fully deserves all the praise that he gets. Brilliant, brilliant performance, nine point eight. Nine point eight. Chris. Sure. Again, I'll keep it short and sweet. I just think Fabian Shaw is just the man. I just think he's he's absolutely great. Um, I'm gonna give him a nine point five. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just he's just unreal. Like that pass, I know we spoke about it before. That pass was literally like mouth watering. It was just yeah, it was unbelievable. Nobody spotted it, bar Joe Linton. It was that good. The whole defense, you can see the whole Spurs defense just like shit. Like it was just, it was just a fantastic pass. Um, and yet, you know, taken taken away from that for a minute, it's just overall display it was fantastic. Defensively, he's great. He comes out with the ball wonderfully. There's, there's, you know, there's nothing he can't do. I just think he's, he's awesome. Superman. That's why he's Superman. Yeah. Richie, sure. Uh, I'm going to break the mold here, actually, lads, and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give you the ratings for Shaw and Botman. Uh, because the reasons are both the same, okay? And uh, for me, both of them deserve a 10. The aerial duels, the the one, were fantastic. The position was spot on. They both kept, as Pete mentioned already, they both kept Son and Kane in their back pocket the whole thing. The distribution from the back was phenomenal. And I'm talking not just as per normal with the strongest foot, both of them were spraying it around with the weaker foot, you know, sharded for the goal, but... Botman was doing it with his right foot, and he was like, "You, you, you pretty much in like the near the left back position when he's, you know, when birds right on the touchline, and then he's just spraying it right across to Miggy at the other side, and you just it's, it's seriously, it's just absolutely exquisite to watch. And to, I, I still don't think, you know, apart from that fifteen minute spell, we weren't really tested defensively. You know, you, you where you find them struggling or anything like that, and then they're still making when they're trying to put th- uh, thread through balls through. And you could there's there's Shaw, there's Botman slide and putting the ball out towards the fullbacks, or they're putting it in the stand where you know you can regroup again. It was just absolute majestic defending between those two, and both of them get a ten for me. There's only tens in in the story household tonight. Um, no, no, I'm not giving Trippier a nine. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but there's it's a lot not of tens, isn't it? <laughs> Right, um, I'll give him Botman score and give him Botman 9.5. I always try and differentiate between Char and, and Botman, so I'm giving a, a kind of alternate it really, uh, week on uh, game on game. But yeah, 9.5 for Botman. Pete, thoughts on Botman? Yeah, uh, absolutely equal to Fabian Shaw. So I'm going to go 9.7 again. Um, fully deserved. Sky even talked about him today. It says they've picked up on him finally. Um, it took him a while. It took, yeah, it took him long enough. We knew it before he even stepped foot on the pitch. <laughs> How good he was going to be. The boy is a world beater. It's as simple as that. Again, he's come off that pitch at 95 minutes, barely even broken a sweat. Won pretty much every header. Kane in his pocket, Son in his pocket. Um, just didn't look phased by anything. There's a reason why strikers are now coming away from Botman very quickly and trying to go on to Shaw 
and Shaw is equally as good is because they don't want none of it. What I loved about Botman today, and he showed it against Everton when I said on the reaction for that, is that, yes, we know he's good on the ball. We know he's good. As Richie said quite rightly, there was a couple of long ball sprays with his right foot. We know he's good with both feet. But what I loved about him today is that his battle, his physicality, that's the, that's the side of, that's the side that you want to see in the Premier League. That's what you want to see to know whether you're a top strike, uh, top centre back against top strikers or not. Virgil Van Dijk does it all the time. He's great speed, great on the ball. But what you love about Van Dijk is his physicality. He don't let anybody get the better of him. So then, Botman, in my opinion, right now at 22 years old, is equal to Van Dijk with his physicality. He's physically just. Big, strong, you can't beat him. You just cannot beat him. And if you're lucky enough to win the first ball, he wins the second. And he did it all game, 95 minutes. Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in Premier League history, top striker this season, scored plenty of goals, made him look average today. Harry Kane, yes, he scored, but he looked average. Ivan Tony, average. Mitrovic, average. The only one he struggled against, even slightly, was Haaland. And Haaland's fucking... He's, 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 he's the Terminator. He's a, he's, a, he's, he's a freak. And to be fair, yeah. Pete, that was his, that was his yeah. first game, full game, and it was his home debut. There was a lot of pressure on the lad as well. Yeah. Even then, even then, though, he got, he got so many wins against Haaland. So many wins. Look what he did against Calvert-Lewin, Pete. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even bring up Calvert-Lewin because Calvert-Lewin did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Didn't get a sniff. Sven did, did, uh... We keep saying that Sven Botman's a Rolls Royce. He's he's better than that. He's better than that. He is he is the real deal. He's the real deal. He is the here and now. We talk about what he's going to be like in ten years' time. He is one of the best centre backs in the Premier League right now. No doubt about it. Did anybody and... hear what uh, Jamie Redknapp said after the game? I don't know if he was, was still watching I the, the, no, after, but he turned round and he went. This lad is 22 years old. He is going to be phenomenal. And he said, he, he said that this guy is the next best centre, the next big centre back. There's no, there's no, there's no surprise that he's been with all the debacle about him pulling out of the Dutch and the twenty ones, and that how it's going to affect his his future. And then all of a sudden, he's picked for the full Dutch squad. You cannot, you can't ignore how good he's been. If you ignore, as an international manager, how good Sven Botman's been, you're not doing your job right. Because he's outperforming every single Dutch centre-back, uh, Virgil van Dijk included. He's, he's outperforming him this season. Mm. Yeah, the guy's 22 yeah. years old. It's his first time playing in, in, in England, in the best league in the world. And he's already in the top three centre-back performers in this season. The guy is unbelievable. Did anybody... Did you... Oh, because I can't separate them. They both were outstanding in very, very different ways. Um, Botman for his physicality, Shaw for his attacking ability and his quality on the ball. Um, just together, they are just the perfect partnership. They are perfect for each other. I, I don't think I've seen a better perfect partnership for Newcastle United in my history no. supporting the club. No. Not Centre-back, not at the same time, Pete. Not at no. the same time. No, no as um, a box, as a player, yeah, yeah. I've not seen anything better. I haven't. No, I think we've had right. lots. Of, we've had lots of different ones who have been like that. Set backs will be have been good, but not together. But just a touch on what you say about Van Dyke. Van Dyke is being very, very average this year. I don't know if anybody actually saw the Forest game yesterday, but he missed an absolute sitter in the first half. 
where he had an open goal and he decided to head it back across the goal. I think that just goes yeah, to show what yeah, we said yeah, at the yeah. start. We said at the start of the show, it's amazing what confidence can do and yeah. things like that when you've only got the keeper to beat from what four yards out and you decide to square it. Well, even even defensively, Richie. Yeah, he's positioning is Van Dyke's positioning is all over the place. All over the place. Now you look at Van Dyke and you're coming into a position of power. You're coming from Southampton and going up. Sven Botman is, you could argue, is going from Lille to Newcastle when he first comes to the club. Because yeah. Lille were performing better than Newcastle were. He's then come across and just gone bang. First season in the Premier League. Unbelievable. Like, I just, I can't explain how much I love this guy. He's got everything to be the best centre-back in the world. And I'm saying that and I'm putting it out there and I don't care. He has all of the attributes to be the best centre-back in the world. And look, 32 million. Jamie Redknapp also said that in the chat on Sky. Um, yeah, he, 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 you know what? You know what, Yano? He's better than Woodgate. He's already outperforming Woodgate. Woodgate was sensational for us. But Sven Botman is outperforming Woodgate on so many levels. So many levels. And I loved Jonathan Woodgate. He transformed our team under Sir Bobby Robson. He really did. But Sven Botman is just doing something so much, so much more, so much greater, so much better. And I just love that we paid 32 million for him. If we were, and we're not, by the way, if we were to sell Sven Botman now to any club at the, at the elite level of, of, of European football, he would not leave Newcastle United for anything more than a world record fee. He's a world record fee defender defender right now and he's only played for us for 12 games That's I, think you, I think you're talking Grealish money there please yeah you are we don't need to sell him but he's we won't he's be selling him. top level performance in the Premier League at 22 years old there is no there is no much more praise than we can give him and you know what because it's Newcastle United the media are not uh, are not kind of talking about him enough and to a certain extent I don't mind that but <laughs> me, I love the guy. Look, I could talk about him all day because he's that good. And we talked about him on a fully loaded transfer show back in December, back in December 2021. That's how long we as a channel have bigged up Sven Botman. What's that, Pete? Chris? Parson Botman? Yeah, so I, I give Fabian Charlotte a 9.5 and I give Sven Botman a 10. Um, I thought Sven Botman was unreal. <laughs> And, by the way, boys, which I thought was interesting, I was waiting for someone else to bring this up. Sven Botman's human. He actually misplaced a pass. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. He, it was funny because... Kick, kick him out, kick him out, he's down in the show. When I was on Twitter earlier, someone else picked it up and was like, that's the first misplaced pass we've seen I remember him do since he's I played. <laughs> like, when he, when he misplaced it, everyone was like, fuck, he's given the ball away. But didn't let it affect him carries on as he was um but he, i always forgive players for doing stuff like that because fabian charles exactly the same because he takes the risk he makes us forward thinking and there will be occasions you know when he misplaces a pass but like to think that's the first one that all of us can remember he's done um and uh, uh, pete touched on it earlier um did you see that moment where kane was running he was attempting to run down the channel and botman just went nope see ya put him on his ass and then just give the ball and I just thought that that's that's our centre back. That, yes. That's our centre back. Yeah. He just come in like a big brick house and just literally 
push Kane to one side and then give the ball nice and simple. He always, with Botman, he always seems to make the right decision. Always. Like I say, there was one misplaced pass today. Um, and, you know, the fact that we, we've been used to such a high quality standard all the time. But what, what I liked was he didn't, it didn't, he didn't let it affect him. He just carries on playing his game. And he, Pete's absolutely right. He's outperforming Van Dyke at the minute. I watched uh, the back end of the Forest game. Van Dyke looked really uncomfortable. Really, really, really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Stu Pemmon said the other the other day, actually, which is absolutely right. He was like, imagine if we had uh, Jonathan Woodgate with Sven Botten at the back, like them two. But... I feel a bit harsh saying that. I feel a bit dirty saying that because of Fabian Shah. Because Fabian Shah has been equally impressive. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, short answer. um, Botman's a 10. Nope. Good good show, Chris. And can I just go on record as well that if we qualify for the Champions League and Spurs don't, I don't want Harry Kane rocking up at Newcastle. I just don't. I want us to get a young, up-and-coming striker. Uh, well, we have we have these already, and we, we need we need we we would need to to strengthen and uh, offload uh, Chris Wood for sure. Anyway, let us move on. Uh, we are going to this man. Uh, and actually, we're not. We're going to Burn next. I I always miss Burn for some reason when I'm going through this. Burn. Uh, Burn is getting an eight point five from me. I give him the same mark I give to Trippier. Uh, did nothing wrong. It was solid. I, I did like the way that when when um when that kind of Botman and Burn were kind of covering for each other as well. Like if if, if someone goes to the, someone on the on the wing that that Burn would oh, sorry Botman goes to someone on the wing that Burn would step into the centre back position. So that that partnership is working well as well across, across that back four. But uh, eight point five for me for Dan Burn. Chris. Um. I always feel harsh on Dan Banks. He always gets the worst <clears> score of all the all the defenders and the goalie. But like, I'm not having a go at Dan Banks. I thought I thought Dan Byrne did really well today. Yeah. Like, the the best compliment I can pay Dan Byrne is that um, he's playing in an unnatural position for him. I know he can play left back and he's played left back for Brighton, but it isn't his natural position. And today, I. I I can't actually recall ever thinking, oh, you know, oh, he made a mistake there. We don't know. So the best compliment I can give him is that he kind of went unnoticed for me. And that's what you want your defenders to do. He's obviously doing his job really well. Um I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Dan Bain a nine. I think he was he was sound. I think him and Trippier were at a similar level. Um so yeah, I'm gonna give Dan Bain a nine. Oh, cool. Uh we might go to you next, Richie. Do you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm probably going to give him a same as Trip. You're a nine. Um, I thought he was solid enough. Um, as you said, like Chris said, they understand between him and Botman that if one goes, one can cover. And uh, when they're doing the press, or if they need to go out and you know meet one of the attackers or the winger. It's good. They understand that they've got they've built up a good relationship there on that. Uh, I think the only reason why, and I'm seeing this is where this is where Daz is going to start chuckling because I know he's been going out for the last week. Going, he's going to get caught out pace wise. Mm-hmm. I thought in the first 15 minutes, I was thinking, oh, it might come back to hot. He looked there's a couple of times he, he looked as though he was going to get outdone in the first half. Uh, but no, I just I, I, I just it was a good solid performance by him. But just it wasn't to the bottom, and it wasn't as as people have said in the chat. It wasn't to the same level as the Rolls Royce and the Maybach. That's it. Simple. Yeah. yeah. 
That's fair. <laughs> Pete, I thought you had gone to the shop to buy more brandy. But welcome back, anyway. Uh, uh, you were talking about uh, Big Dan Burn and you're waiting for the, for the Man Mountain. Oh, brilliant. You know what? There's been so much controversy over Dan Burn about him playing left back uh, across all of social media for Newcastle. He's just proved again why he should be starting. He's outperforming Matty, uh, Matty Target uh, comfortably. He's so good. Um, I thought he was brilliant again today. I thought he was so, so good today. Um, for, an, for a team that were very, very good on the counter-attack, he was just fast, fast-paced. He dealt with everything defensively so, so well. Win it, wins everything in the air as he, as he does, but he's linking the play really well going forward. He allows Joe Linton or whoever plays on the left to get forward. For me, I gave him, I gave him a, a 9.5. Um, and it just begs the question, with the way he's performing, uh, I had an article for, for, for our Thank channel. You on BBC Sport and I, I said he should be he, he should be considered as the wild card for the World Cup. And they do name me name me a better performing English centre back or left back for that matter in the Premier League. Who's playing that's what I was saying before he's he's, right he's he's in an unnatural position. We know he's played there for Brighton before, but he's in an unnatural position and he's still bossing it. Yeah. You know, you, let's go through them. Harry Maguire not playing. John Stone's been injured, only just back in training, not played for weeks. Um, you've got Carl Walker in and out the squad, doing all right, but he's a right-sided. Um, Chilwell, okay. Who else is there? Le- left, left-sided. Luke Shaw, okay. For me, as a centre-back, there's no better. Um, and for, for me, there's no better. He's assuring he should be getting into the World Cup squad, performing better than Cody, performing better than Tarkovsky. He's a shoo-in. and he's well, unless you're, unless you're Martin Keown. Yeah, well, that was just that was stupid. That really well, was. I, he, I, I didn't hear what he said, but I don't. He, really... said, he said he said that there's that Cordy and Tarkovsky should be going to the World Cup because there's no better cent- English centre half playing better than those two at the minute. Uh, just just want to interrupt and just go say hello to our former sponsor Simon, who's in the chat. And uh, Simon, if you if you would, uh, I'm going to send you a voucher to to give your wife to go to Specsavers. Specsavers. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you'll be taking your wife uh, tomorrow, Simon. Uh, for those comments, right over. Let's move on. Let's go to. That's, that's actually. That's, I've actually got to give it, uh, a shout out to. Uh, Marlon from uh, he joined us on uh, Weird oh, Is his turn tonight. Well done. Yeah, he, you know, he, he said there's probably a meltdown by the Spurs fans, but he, he knew that he would be able to take another chin if it was, uh, they didn't get anything from the game. And sure enough, he's popped on. You know, he's showed up the class of the, uh, the man he was. He was I said, he, we, we thought he was a fantastic guest when we had him on on Friday night, one of the best we've had on the channel. So much appreciate that, uh, Marlon, and we'll uh, look forward to the return uh, show. Nice one. And I was listening to that show uh, just right before the game, actually. I was listening to Spotify was in the car um, on my way back uh, right before the game. So, yeah, great show. And Marlon was a great guest. And I know he got loads of uh, rave reviews as well. So, nice one uh, for that. Let's move on. Let us go to Bruno. Bruno, the man who's just become a father as well. Uh, and shout out to his son. Here he is, Mario. 
Uh, and uh, I think Bruno said in, in the comments, uh, the the interview afterwards, that he has has had two sleepless nights. So uh, and he, yet he, he 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 that didn't stop him playing with us today. He turned up and put in a great performance for us today. And again, everything went through through Bruno today. And he showed his strength and like when he's on the ground as well, winning the ball back or putting in those tackles or breaking down play. Bruno, um, I'm going to give him an eight point seven five for Bruno. Bruno Damaris, Jesus Christ. Um, 9.6. He's got to be a little bit higher than 9.5 for me. The guy was unbelievable. You know, as he talked about, no sleep for two days. Just had the birth of his, his newborn child. Travelled separately to everyone in the squad to get there for the game, to be part of the game today. Um, Eddie Howe confirmed that in his in his press conference. Travelled separately to make sure he got here to play this game today. And he talked about it in his press conference with um, or his interview with, with Callum Wilson. We just didn't want to be away from the lads. He loves everything about what we're doing at the moment. For me, he put a performance in. He was the best centre midfielder on the pitch. Best centre midfielder on the pitch. He just controlled the game like like it was nothing. Bentencourt played for Juventus. Top top centre midfielder. Made him look average. Wasn't even in the game. Forgot at times he was even playing. That's how much he had. That's how good he was. Unbelievable, unbelievable performance. Uh, bearing in mind the circumstances. Sorry, I just jumped in the chat to tackle Simon. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Richie, we we'll go to you next. After Joe, I'm going to read everything that piece just said. I'm just going to simply raise the rate and do a ten. If you could do that after two sleepless nights and boss a midfield, which we said we said on the on the Friday show, the midfield battle was what was going to win that game. You know, we got a big, you know, a big boost by the fact that Heiberg was missing. You know, Pete, we mentioned it on Friday. Pete mentioned yeah. it in the WhatsApp chat before the the game. Yeah. That was good. That was that was huge. The fact that Romero and Heiberg was missing, but to have no sleep pretty much for forty eight hours, come in, boss that midfield the way he did, and then you know, I'm surprised he had the energy to walk off the way he did at the end. He, he looked absolutely packed. But seriously, no, I've got to raise it to a ten. You you, you can't have a performance like that and not uh, give him a ten. Nice one, and uh, it just looks effortless as well. He's just there chewing on the chewing gum as well as he as he gets knocked to the floor. He's just, just chewing on the way on the chewing gum. <laughs> but, um, I was, I was saying, I'm surprised oh. the uh, supply of uh, Wrigley's airwaves haven't gone up in the northeast. Everyone seems to do everything <laughs> else that Bruno's doing. So I'm surprised that like, you just you, you can't get any airwaves in the northeast at the minute. Chris, <laughs> Bruno. Um... Yeah, I didn't realise he'd had like two sleepless nights and yeah, he still performs like that. I actually thought that uh, Basuma had a really good game um, and they had that battle with Basuma, but he, he he matched him and then went ahead of him. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought Bruno was outstanding. So yeah, I'm going to give him a 9.5. Um, and I think like we like we all said earlier in the chat, it was a relief when we saw the picture um, saying that, you know, that normally indicates he's going to start. So I was I was delighted mm-hmm. when I seen that picture. And uh, I think everyone would have understood if he didn't start. But the fact that he's travelled separately, the fact that he wants to play, that, that that's the uh, that's the kind of dressing room that Eddie Arles created. And what the fans have created, you know, he wants to play, perform in front of the fans. And yeah, it says, it says it all about the fella, really. Just thought, thought he was uh, superb today. So we had 9.5 from me. And yeah, the next comment you come to 
Yes, Michelle, I shall meet you in the Rovers, right? Uh, <laughs> the Rovers just, are trying out for just, just, to, just to say that, uh, Jordy Tuvai says that the other chewing gum brands are available. <laughs> it's true. Allegedly. Um, nice one. Um, right. I do love an Airways, to, to be fair. A cherry, a cherry Airways. I do love a Cherry Airways. They are, yeah. they are the one. There you go. You know what to get? We all know what to get. People Help me breathing as well. Help me breathing when you're training. And when you're running, so Bruno Gamares, thank me later. Just the equivalent of having Vix on your chest, basically, in the peak, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. There we go. We'll move on. Let's go to Longstaff. Um, Longstaff again, running and running and running and running and running. And uh, he won the header that that um led to me's goal. Um, like he's he's been ever present this season. Uh, I'm gonna give him a nine. Well done, Sean Longstaff. Uh, do, doing the business week on week out. We'd always talk about Bruno, big up Bruno, but fair play to, to Longstaff as well. Super. Thought he was very, very good. I think there was one time we get the ball in the first half um, cheaply, and it, it was a little bit frustrating. But he certainly pulled that back in. You know what? And I said this after the Wolves game, and I said it, I think it might have been after the Man United game as well. The amount of recoveries that he does for the team, it, like, it just doesn't get spoken about enough. In that sitting role, the amount of times he recovers possession, the amount of times he covers a centre-back or a, a, a full-back that's pushing forward, and he just does that job for the team just without thinking. Sky talked about it today. He covers more ground than anybody else on the pitch, and he has done this season for Newcastle covers more ground than anybody else. We think about how hard Bruno works, Joe Linton, Miggy Amiron. Sean Longstaff covers more ground than anybody else. He works his socks off for the team. He might not have the passing ability or the star quality of other players, but I can really start to see how he is fitting into this team. And I think John Joe Shelby is going to find it difficult to get himself back in because of the way in which uh, Sean Longstaff works. He might not be of the ability of the other players, but his work rate makes up for it, particularly in games like today. Away from home, he gets a tough opposition. He does what's needed for the team and he just keeps possession ticking over. Really, really uh, very, very good performance today. 9.5 for me. His highest rating I've given all season and it's fully deserved. Good copy. Uh, Chris, we'll go to you next. Thoughts yeah, on- totally agree. That was one of the better Sean Longstaff performances we've seen. Um, I, I think he fully deserves a 9.5 like Bruno. He was he was everywhere today. And like I said earlier, he, he effectively he effectively made that Miggy goal. Um, you know, he stretches back, header, yeah. straight to Miggy. Miggy goes off. I, I, thought, uh, I thought Sean Longstaff was really, really good. And I think he's probably been, someone in the chat said it, and I've, I've responded to it earlier, saying that he goes unnoticed, Sean Longstaff, and he probably does. Um, you probably, Sean Longstaff predominantly is probably a number 10, maybe a number 8, and he's playing as a number 6, and he's, he's doing it really, really well. And I think he's benefiting now from this run of games. He's got Eddie Howe. You know, basically putting an arm around him, saying we believe in you. And this run of games is doing him the world of good. He's, it, as Pete said, he's got a fantastic engine. He's up and down, um, and he, he's really, really playing well. And he's allowing the likes of Willich, Bruno, J Seven to kind of go up and do what they do. Um, he's, he's quietly just getting on with things. And uh, yeah, we're starting to see the best of Sean Longstaff now. So yeah, nine point five from me. Nope. good show, Richie. Um... 
for your long stuff? Do you know what? It's a tough one for me because I thought he had an absolutely phenomenal game. And it's like what, what uh, Chris mentioned, you know, so he sometimes goes under the radar compared to you know to, to Bruno and to, to Joe Linton. Uh, do you know what? I might have to break my rule of giving like a f- only full marks. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those. Oh, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. So wait a second, hang on, Richie. Go <laughs> on, are you going to go decimal? I might have to for this one, but I'm only going to go to the half, and that's going to. Go, I'm going to give him a nine and a half. It happens. It happens. Remember <laughs> where you were. Where <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah. He's done it. Do you know, no, this, do you know what? I, I don't think he was the same level as Bruno. At ten, but at the same time, I don't think he was as bad as a nine. If I'm honest, and I think that's the only way I can, I have to give him the extra half because that that even that run alone for the fact that you know he ran out to to get Sessegnon and win that ball back, that is the difference. That was what made the second goal. Uh, if he hadn't done that, it could have been a completely different game for all we know. So, yeah, good. Well, well, I mean. uh, let's move on. Let's go to just, sorry, guys. Just before we yeah. move on. I completely forgot that it's now. Re- I'm I'm changing my score with Longstaff. I gave him a nine point five. I'm changing it to a nine point seven. And the reason being is because, <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm being serious. The reason being is because it's actually recorded as an assist for his header. For yeah, the game. it will be. It will be. I, didn't yeah. realize, I, I, yeah. I just thought it was a great win back yeah, yeah. possession, yeah. but didn't realize that. Uh, it, like just when I was talking that. Obviously, Midi then ran on and then scored the goal himself. So mm-hmm. it's, it's actually, I've just checked, it's registered as an assist. Mm-hmm. 9.7. Sorry. Sorry. Just, just, just to clear something up for uh, Russ as well, uh, it will be the only decimal place I give this year. <laughs> oh, can we, we're going to hold that. that. Can we pin Russ. that? Can we clip it? Yeah. Clip that. I tell you what, if I give another half, if I, I tell you what, this, this, is, this is going to go to, like, to, to uh, Daz. I tell you, if I give another uh, decimal point, one right, I'll get the pie symbol tattooed on my ass. There you go. Pie symbol. What? Well, I, always take the, I always take the I take the piss out the of Daz. The whole lot. No, I said the pie. the pie symbol. The symbol. Who, who's um, thinking? Um, who's seriously, thinking Chris, that? I know what. I know I've got a big ass, you know what I mean. But the fact that I don't think I still get like pie, full pie on it, you know what I mean? Oh, eh? Jesus who's Christ! Who's thinking right now that he's already got the pie symbol on his ass already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's come on? Let's be honest. Get it out. Oh. It's, oh. it's an easy way. If I did that, all you'd see is wow. <laughs> no. Uh, there's too much information for me. <laughs> information overload. Um, I think we should move on. Um, I don't know what I was going to say before that, but we'll, we'll carry on. Let's go to Willock. Willock is up next. I'm giving Willock a... I'm going to give him an 8.25. Yeah. Um, nine for me, Willock. <laughs> good, good, good performance. Good performance today. Play really well. Maybe not as stand out as others. Worked his socks off. Um, yeah, we're just seeing an improved Joe Willett. We are. He's he, really, really good. What I would have loved to have seen of him today a little bit more is travelling with the ball because people can't get the ball off him when he travels yeah. and he just gets the ball. He did against Everton really well. Gets the ball and just runs at players. Um, but he looked tired today. I don't know whether his illness is catching up with him, but he looked tired today. He played really well, though. Um, so I give him a nine. Nine. Right, Chris, 
thoughts on Willock? Um, yeah, I'd give Willock a nine. I thought he was everywhere. I thought he played, you know, um, tried really hard today. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to say nine because I think he was probably of the three, the weakest of the three. Like, I wouldn't put him on 9.5 with Sean or Bruno. But hey, I'm still giving him a nine. Do you know what I mean? I think I think he he, he deserved the nine, and he is he is everywhere we look. So yeah, um, he's really starting to find a place in that midfield now, which is which is great. So yeah, nine, nine for me for Willock. Awesome, Richie. Yeah, I'll reiterate what the both said. I'll give him a nine as well. Uh, I just I think he just might he started to tire a little bit towards. It. I think that's just obviously we know he's been suffering from a viral infection at the start of the week and stuff like that. You know, he's put his shift in there and perhaps just needed to come off because he's obviously body's still recovering from that. So, yeah, nine for me. Nine from you. Right, let's move it on. Let's go to me. Uh, what a goal. What a performance. Uh, running, as always. Defending. Uh, for me, Miggy gets a 10. Pete. Yeah, 10. It's all right. Um, Adam P's video of getting the fans chanting uh, is on social media. It's, it's fucking brilliant from the away end at half time, I think it is. Uh, so I was, I, it, it just popped up. Miggy, 10. Outstanding. Again, proving the doubt is wrong. Back to back to back to back performances from Miggy and just showing everybody, including Jack Grealish, that he's actually he's more than capable of playing at the top end of the Premier League, which, to be fair, a year ago, we questioned, is he able to play at the top end of the Premier League? We questioned it six months ago. Could he play at the top end of the Premier League when Newcastle were looking to go? He's answered those doubts as he's proven his wrong week in, week out. And he's top scorer of Newcastle United and fully deserved. Outstanding finish, but you know what? It's the stuff that we've come to be accustomed with. Miguel Amiron, his work rate his ability to press high up the pitch, his links with Longstaff, Bruno Gamera's Trippier, who just makes the, the, the game tick. You know what? When 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 we have our full-strength team, last season, everything was played down the left because of Alan St. Maximum. But even when Alan St. Maximum was fit, everything got played down the right-hand side because he just creates a link down that side that is so devastating and it just destroys teams time and time again. He continues to prove everybody well. Um, so, yeah, 10 for me. Top, top, top performance. Nice one, Pete. And I see you, the, I think, Rich, you have a comment up there for Arsenal from for life. Yeah, they've uh, been in the chat saying, uh, thank, you very, thank you very much, Newcastle. Uh, obviously, they must have forgotten about our last home game this season last year. Uh, but, uh, obviously, they've, they've also have commented saying that they are not looking forward to playing us this season. No, no one will be. No one will be. No. But just while we're on Miggy, because I, I, I'm going to keep my little slots simple. I'll just say 10. Everything that Pete said, his consistency, his work rate, fantastic. But I'm going to throw a little spanner in here on this one. I'll, I'll go off Richard Joblin's question. Because for me, this raises the thing. Bear in mind, the person who's really helped Miggy get the next level, right, is worth 100 million. What's Miggy now worth? Miggy, I, I said earlier, Pete, I, uh, Rich, sorry, I said earlier, is there a better performing winger in the Premier League than Miggy right now? No. I can't think of one. Not with the goals he's scoring. No. Uh, his work rate, 
we've always we've always said about Miggy's work rate and how fantastic you know it is, and we just wish he had that end product. Now he's adding the end product. If someone came in for Miggy tomorrow, and we we what did we pay for him? Sixteen million rising to twenty. How much was we want for Miggy Armour on now? Double, double what we pay for him, and we what we I think it was. Twenty nine, yeah. It we yeah twenty eight, twenty eight, yeah twenty eight, nearly twenty nine. But for me, um, that there's still many years you can get out, Miggy. Miggy at twenty eight is still running and pressing like he was twenty three, twenty four years old. Yeah, um, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't see it stopping. From him, no. he's one of them that will be a Duracell battery. That you'll see him at 34 years old pressing the way he did when he was 24. Like he's that type of player. For me, what we paid 16 million for him with a view to rise up to 20, 21 million, something like that. Mm. For me, at 21 million, you could probably double it. Mm. At the highest end, you could double it. Yeah. But you know, it, I think at 30 million. You wouldn't argue that. You look at the you you look at some of the players that have gone for thirty million. It's madness. Musa Suzuko for one. Musa Suzuko for one. Yeah. Um, there's many others um, that have gone from other teams at thirty million that have not been worth it. Yannick Balassi, I throw one out there. Yannick Balassi yeah. from yeah, Crystal yeah, yeah. Palace was okay. Weren't great. I think Everton signed him for thirty million. Well, Palace, Palace, Pete. Now, Palace in the well, I say now, probably be a bit less now. But in the past couple of years, Palace, Palace wouldn't entertain anything less than seventy million for Zaha. Yeah, there you go. And what, what's Miggy? Is Miggy on six now? Six goals six in? Goals. Is that eleven Premier League games? Yeah, or twelve? Well, twelve. Twelve. Are we on twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at twelve games now. I think uh, twelve. Yeah. Yeah, twelve Premier League games. Here you go. Twelve Premier League games. So Miggy's scoring in one and two, as yeah. as things stand. Yeah, yeah, not so bad. Not so bad at all. Uh, Chris, did you give us your rating? No, Miggy? I didn't give you the rating. Very easy, ten, and I think I'm the first one to say it. Man of the match. It's so easy giving Miggy match. man yep. of the match these days. Me too. He's just he, he, he's um he's performed outstandingly. All the lads have kind of said it already for me, but yeah. Doesn't stop working. Love to see that smile. Fully deserved his goal. Um, man of the match performance. Cool. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. Let's go to J7. Uh, for me, I'm giving Joe Linton. Uh, there's the early chance that that he kind of flew off, but he, he's getting getting back, tracking back, and playing in in the in the front three, and then going push it back into midfield as well. I'm going to give him an 8.75 for Joe Linton, and I'm going to go to you next, Chris. Uh, 9.5 for me. I thought Joe played fantastically well. Um, what I'd like to highlight or bring up is the fact that Joe was playing in his untraditional left-wing position at the start of the game. Yeah. And look at the difference in him. Like, when he was playing, you know, a year ago, in that left wing position, everyone was going, "Oh bloody hell, Joe!" You know, didn't didn't really understand the ball very well. I thought he slotted in great today, and then not only that, um, Joe Willett comes off, and Murphy comes on. Murphy goes into the left wing position, and Joe settles back into that central position, which he's been more used to recently, and he's still giving one hundred and ten percent. I thought I thought Joe was everywhere today. Very unlucky with the penalty shout, as you said, Pete, with Emerson Royale's <laughs> arm out. Um, Joe gives everything to this team and Eddie Howe was kind of 
I think it speaks it speaks volumes as well. Eddie Howe was kind of um, indicating that Joe wouldn't be available for this game. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Joe wasn't 100% and he still put out a performance like that. I think when Joe Linton's missing from this 11, we miss him a lot. Um, so, yeah, 9.5 for me. I put him up there with Longstaff and Bruno in terms of performance today, especially playing two different positions and bossing it in both. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Right, so, Chris, Pete, I'm just going to refer back to something you said there during the week. Uh, and you had said, and I think I think that the, the delay is kicking in for me now as well, so I might start talking over you. you over you, I apologise in advance. But Pete, you said that you wouldn't be surprised that, that you thought Eddie Howe took off Joe Linton because he was in danger of getting sent off in the last game and that you wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have an injury at that point. And he got to play today. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. He, didn't show, he didn't show any, any weakness of his injury, but it says to me that he was purely taken off. Uh, for purposes of the fact that it, he was he was worried about him getting sent off because he looked like he, he didn't have a great game. But the one thing I said from the, the from the review was he needed to, if he played on Sunday, show that he's worthy of playing in this team because the team are playing so well at the moment. And he went back and proved exactly why he deserves to be in the team. He was absolutely fantastic. And I've had messages from Tottenham fans Arsenal fans saying how good Joe Linton is. They really, I think other teams are really starting to appreciate how good he is. He's a bully. He's a work, he's a workhorse. Um, you know, he's not afraid of anybody. He'll get stuck in, he'll put his foot in. Um, and he just left everything on the pitch today. He was fantastic. On the right, on the left-hand side, no problem. Could we have had someone that ran at the defenders a little bit more? Yes, but he played the system to play the type of football that we wanted to play. So he was there to hold up the ball and create and continue possession. That was what he was there for. He did his job absolutely perfectly. But even when he slotted into that centre midfield, combative, won everything, didn't, didn't even give up a 50-50 from a second ball or even a third ball. Just top, top level. Uh, so yeah, 9.5 for me. Brilliant. 9.5. Seven, Richie, have you fed the hedgehog? And what's your score for? No, I wasn't fed the hedgehog. I was a top me drink up. Uh, no, I'll, I'll give him a, a, I'll give him a ten. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I said, you know, Pete just touched on it there, and we actually discussed it on the on the weirdest show about Joel. Eddie Howe isn't going to turn around and, and turn and say in a press conference that Joel was lucky to stay on the pitch and have and had a bad game. You know, we we said that. You know. He, we said he's looking. He, he, there was a slight little knock on that for that. What, what could have been the sending off? But he's he's protecting these players. He's saying if he obviously if, if people go out and impl- implement the game plan every single week and play him, he isn't gonna like slight. Like, there's loads of managers out there you can name load who would have just turned around and said, "Do you know what? Yeah, I think he had a good game. I thought I, I brought him off. He didn't. He has his backs of his player, and he went out there and he said, "Look, no, he he had a slight knock. He covered up and said." They had a bad game, and that's good because you're not you're not giving you know you're not giving a positive, a negative twist on something. You know it was it gave him the chance to like turn around and say right I know you've had a bad game there, come back out on Saturday and deliver all you can, and that's exactly what he did when he was on the left when he dropped back into the middle. I can't remember who it was. I just put the comment when he chased back Benton Kerr in the second half that tackle. You know that just goes to show the desire that it was not just on him but every single one of the teammates throughout the team. Absolutely phenomenal. 
Good job. Let's go to the last player for the ratings tonight. Let's go to Wilson. Uh, he got the goal that, that he's been craving for so long. Uh, he took it well, and we, we discussed it in the in the match re rewind even. Uh, but yeah, uh, nine nine for me for Wilson. Pete. Um, nine point nine for Wilson. Fully deserved, in my opinion. The guy proved today what what it what it takes to be a striker going away from home against a top team like Spurs and dominating the centre backs. He was unbelievable, unbelievable. Hold up play, the link play, winning flick ons. Chasing, pressing, he had everything. He, you could tell he was managing within himself, and we talked about it on on previous shows. He is playing within himself at the moment because we haven't got Isaac, and there is a worry about him getting injured. He is playing at ninety percent. He's not playing at his full capacity. He's not running at his full capacity. But I tell you what, he had them on strings today. They did not know what to do with him whatsoever. Luke, absolute spot on. Thank um, you, Luke. Have that subscribe button, Luke. Come and join us weekly. Get your comments in the chat. Great to have you. I know Simon and Lisa have just commented as well. Um, great to have you and thank you for your donation to the channel. Um, honestly, Callum Wilson showed today why he is above anybody else as that backup to Harry Kane. And actually, you know what? He outperformed Harry Kane, in my opinion. He outperformed him on the pitch today. He was brilliant. I love how professional he is. I love the way he talks um, to the camera and in his interviews. He just talks like an, an elite-level professional. Mm -hmm. and he just knows what it takes. A young lad that came from commentary, of all places, that is not a high-profile place in the country, but built himself up to be this elite striker. He just plays the game so well. He's not gifted in all areas. He's not a dribbler. He's not skillful. He's not, you know cutting in here and there and everywhere, but he plays his role so well and he's such a disruption for centre-backs. He played that position. I, you know, there's nobody else I can think could played that game any better. He was outstanding today. 9.9 .9 for me. Miggy with his goal and the way he played is just put him slightly. But Harry, um, sorry, um, outperformed Harry Kane did Callum Wilson fully deserved. Richie, uh, I'll I'll raise it to a ten. I just thought we 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 mentioned it the day. Wilson likes to run in the channels and be in and mess about with the centre half. He doesn't like to, you know, just be you know, like we say about Chris Wood. He's he'll dominate one of the defenders or he'll be man marked. Wilson likes to make those runs. What what really surprised me, and I know Chris mentioned it earlier on when we were talking about the goal, was the fact that you you watch him when he has those sprints and you think you go. Hamstrings, hamstrings, and the amount of times when he there, there's a couple of times in that halfway that the pace that got him away from the defending it was like you know it was just get taking him away from it, and then all of a sudden it's I think the problem with why everyone's so nervous really is the fact that it's his acceleration straight away that gets it, he gets him in it, but it's how he automatically slows down as well, and that probably doesn't help with his hamstrings so much because obviously. He's building up a the speed there, but then he, he starts to slow down when he catches up with the ball. So that, but I just thought he was absolutely phenomenal. The way he was in between those defenders, you know, he didn't give any of them a rest constantly. Um, 
what what can you say for the for the finish? There's not many people on that pitch could have done that a day. You know, it it was just a delicate, lovely little chip, inch perfection as we said at the start. Uh, fully deserved. He's been, you know, he's been working like a workhorse recently. Hasn't been getting the end product uh, with the goals. Other people around him have been getting. It. He's been more of a supporting cast, uh, and he deserved it. So he, he gets a ten for me. Chris, before we go to Pete with some breaking news. <laughs> uh, yeah, ten. Callum Wilson. Four, uh, four Callum Wilson was superb. Um, when he's not in the team, you see the difference. Um, and Pete, we were speaking about this a few weeks ago. You know, Alexander Isak's going to be breathing down his neck, but at the moment, it's Callum Wilson's shirt all day long. Um, he's he's a he's a absolutely sublime striker. And Gareth Southgate was in the stands today, and he's got to be looking at that and thinking, like you rightly say, he's got to be second in command to uh, to Harry Kane. Um, what I loved as well. And I'm sure you all noticed it. As soon as that first goal went in, when Wilson scored, he's going like that. And he's saying to everyone, just calm down, just calm down. Basically doing a, another cave and trip here. We've got a leader up the top now. Calm down, calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, you know, but, uh, I was just to you, Chris, who else on the pitch would have said that after a goal goes in and you've yeah. just said it? Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Leader, leader, leader from the front. Um and yeah, he's just he's just a, a fantastic striker. I, I still can't believe it. it costs twenty million. It's ridiculous, it's silly money. Chris, speaking of a leader from the front, let's go to Pete with that breaking news. Just before you mentioned it, I mentioned before that about if Carlsberg did weekend. This is Carl. This has just took it to a next level. <laughs> it, it has, and I apologise for anyone about two hundred and thirty plus. Um, viewers that, that don't agree with this. But yeah, it's just been confirmed that not football-related, Boris Johnson has pulled out of the Tory leadership race. Uh, I, for one, am extremely happy with that. Um, some may not be. We're not a political channel, but yeah, it, it is just um, something that's important to this country. And the reason why I say it is we've had some fantastic donations like Luke tonight, and we really, really appreciate it. But we understand as a channel that this is a very delicate time in this country and that people haven't got the money with energy prices and various other things to be able to commit and, and donate to the channels and various other things. And, you know, uh, we are looking at this country to be in a better position and move forward um, to help the working class people like ourselves as far on the channel, certainly in the chat tonight. So, yeah, great news for us, in my opinion only, can only talk for myself, um, and hopefully this country gets up and running very, very soon. But... That's the political side out of the way. Just thought I'd, uh, I'd put my little two pence in. I'm sure people will agree with that. Some people may not, and I respect that. Not everyone has the same opinion as it's just like football. This is what it is. So, yeah. So, sorry, so. Peter. I, I led you down that path, but uh, I think it's just one of these all around. Uh, so let's, let's, let's move on. Um, that's it from the ratings. Um, you know what? We, we, we must mention the sponsors and we must take some questions as well that may have popped up. Um, Richie, let's go questions first. Questions, right, let's have a look. Uh, what I'll give it, obviously, we, we mentioned them briefly on Friday night, but just wanted to say... Uh, Big up to Solo and uh, Chris Dawson, who became members uh, over the weekend. Do you know what? We always appreciate anyone that decides to join as a member. Uh, obviously, you can subscribe to the channel for free, as we mentioned at the start. But obviously, 
Yeah, you do if you become a member, you know, you're supporting the channel, helping us, you know, get the great content out. But also you do get the benefit of getting into the member draws uh, you know, during the each month. So we'll have another one of those lined up soon. As we mentioned, uh, and I know Pete mentioned it a couple of times during the week, once we get to a hundred members, there will be a me- special member draw there for that as well. So, you know, I'll look forward to that when it comes up. Um some fantastic uh, member member prizes being lined up as well, Vich, worth saying. Yeah, there is. Yeah, well, I don't need to. You just done it, mate. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right, uh, David uh, John Kidd, he's wanted to mention up first of all that uh, Bruno's commitment. He wanted to be with the team two days without sleep, as we mentioned, hands down for that as well. Uh, Stu Brown wanted to turn around and he wanted to mention about uh, what was our opinion on the biased commentary towards Spurs, Pete. Shocking, shocking. Like I said, we talked about it. We talked about it like um, earlier on in the show. Um, the commentary um, and the punditry opinions from the likes of uh, Jamie Redknapp were, were shocking. Really, really good. She's back. Hey, you got your sign, <laughs> Simone. You got your sign. Get your sign. It was great to have. It was great to have Les Ferdinand, Sir Les, um, back in Newcastle United. He could have quite easily signed him with Spurs. He didn't. He was right down the middle and back Newcastle on Sky when was needed. Um, yeah. But the commentary on there, you know, to be fair, Jamie Carragher did back us with regards to the penalty and he even tweeted it out afterwards. He agreed. <clears throat> oh, sorry, not the penalty, the um, the, the Callum Wilson goal. And he agreed that yeah. it, was, it wasn't a foul, it was a Callum Wilson goal. But you can tell at times that the commentary is siding very much to what they consider as the bigger team and it just frustrates the life out of me to the point where I have to just ignore it because it, I'd just be like just throwing things at the TV and I'm not prepared to lose my TV at this moment in time so I don't try and <laughs> like get to kind of join into it but like boys what do you think about the commentary today did you agree did, did you agree that it was it, it was one-sided uh, in, in, in stages, yeah, I thought a lot of it, I'd say about 8% of the time it was. Uh, there was the odd little bit that came through saying that, uh, you know, Newcastle are a different side now. Uh, it, they're going to be a hard team that came up. But it, it, unfortunately, it got to the stage where it was, as the game was coming to an end and it looked like we were going to hang on, it wasn't at the start. Or anything like it. it was because, oh, look, do you know what? They've come to one of the so-called big six and they've done a job on them. And it's only because we did the job on them that we started getting the recognition that we all think we should deserve to get anyway. Uh, but obviously, as we know, the national media have got an agenda against Newcastle for obvious reasons, and uh, they don't like us seeing us successful. And it's going to be something that we're going to have to uh, deal with going forward, unfortunately. But as, as far as I'm concerned, they can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Nice one. Thanks, Summer, for, for, for your uh, promotion of, of the show, as always. Always click that button, guys. Click that button, guys. Summer, Summer, I think that means your dad owes you a, a nice uh, present for that. I know she said that. She said that last show as well. Yeah, that, well. <laughs> probably up to about twenty quid. That's now. two presents. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so that means we're, that means we're not going to see Chris on for the rest of the month, and the lads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go to the next question, Richie. Uh, John Elvington, he's uh, put a good one up here. Um, do you think that NUSC will qualify for Europe now Like now that we're fourth? Chris, I'll go with you with that one. Um, I'd like to think we can. 
Uh, if we carry on playing the way we're playing, it's it's a possibility. Uh, I think I think even if we get in the top six this season, it's a massive achievement. Uh, so for me, I, I don't see why not. But obviously, John, it's early days, 12 games in. Uh, if we carry on performing the way we're performing, we've got every chance. Even just to be in the mix, even just to be in the conversation is, is a fantastic achievement. Um, so if we carry on the way we are, why not? Um, but yeah, twelve games in, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my pals dry for now because uh, we're not even a third of the way through the season. But the signs are promising, is what I'll say. Okay, Daz, this one's for you uh, from Simon. Uh, do you think you look like Tyrone? <laughs> <Tyler? laughs> no, sorry, mate. He was all serious. Paul Gallad, he wants to know uh, how many players do you think that Newcastle signed in January. He reckons three. Well, I think I said that they, they probably won't go big. We've already bought in uh, the lad from uh, from Australia. Uh, and I think I want us to sign um, Santas from from uh, Vasco da Gama in, in Brazil. Um, how many players? It might depend. On, if, if there's an outside chance, we could... We could put push towards those Champions League spots. We might go bring in two, but I'm expecting maybe one or two. Not, not. I don't think three. No, well, Pete, I'll take this one to you because obviously we did the the how handover when Eddie Howe came in at the start of uh, you know after the, the consultant took over. And David R wants to know is the big question: How did none of the other top clubs snap up Sir Eddie uh, when he was out of work for so long? And where do you think uh, we would be if Rafa was in charge with the same squad? Um, I'll answer the Rafa question first. Um, Rafa wouldn't have had us as high as this. Um, he'd have had a probably mid-table right now. Um, and would we have argued that at this point in the season? Probably not. Um, uh, Rafa Benitez would have been loved and adored by the fans as he was when he was first here, and rightly so. Um, but the reason why top clubs didn't snap up Eddie, Eddie Howe is because in his last job, he got... Bournemouth relegated and unfortunately with top clubs they eradicate all the good work you've done before and just see the relegation just like so many other opposition fans have and even some Newcastle fans have when we first signed him so I for one and this is a channel bigged him up we, we put out the video and we promoted everything about what Eddie Howe represented I've talked about him for 18 months now at least about how good he is as a manager. Um, but every nobody could see past relegation, relegation, relegation. Nobody could see that Eddie Howe, um, Eddie Howe's squad had outgrown itself. Players got too old. Players lost form um, because they were coming towards the end of their careers. He had a very ageing squad. Nobody saw that. They just saw relegated Bournemouth there. <clears throat> that was it. Now... What Eddie Howe achieved at Bournemouth was unbelievable for a club of their size. He's even said they should have been a League One club. They made it to the Premier League and stayed five years. Unbelievable. All he needed was then a platform to the next level. At some point, you need to move on in order to progress your career. You can't just stay at a team like Bournemouth and expect to get European football or Champions League. It's not realistic. He needs to then progress at another level. That's what he's doing right now at Newcastle United. He could have gone to Celtic. It wasn't right for him. Newcastle United was right for him. And the reason why we love him so much is because he's done the business. He's done the job, right, even before he had the money to spend at Newcastle. Nobody can argue that. 
He changed the way Newcastle was as a team. He changed the way we played as a football team, our mentality, even before January came about. And what he's then gone and done, which no pundit, no media person can argue with, is he's gone and bought the right players in every position. I don't think, you could maybe argue Chris Wood, but every single player he signed is the right player for the right fee at the right time. You can't argue that. And for that reason now, he's now being put in there as one of those top managers. Uh, but we saw it a long time ago. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by him as a manager. I'm not surprised by what he's achieving. He has now proven, which was a question in January, by the way, could he attract the top players? The top players would be looking at Eddie Howe thinking, wow, look at what he's done with Joe Linton, Fabian Shaw, Bruno Gamerez. Alexander Isaac, Callum Wilson, Kieran Trippier, and thinking, I trust him. I can play under him. And what he's done, he's completely flipped his career on its head because now he's seen as one of the top managers in the Premier League and one of the managers that actually, if we go in January and you ask um, Daz the question, I think we'll get at least one big signing and one loan signing. But those two signings will be big players top-level players, and they'll want to come and play for Eddie Howe. F- Follow-up question for Pete there. How do you feel, and I'm only taking a guess here, about taking his job in football manager? <laughs> um, look, I- I've got to be honest. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm enjoying <laughs> it right now. I wish I had it on the... Sc- I could have shared it on the screen where I am right now. Um, as it is in real go. life, <laughs> Eddie Howe's top four mags. Nice one, nice one. Chris, yeah, go with you, Chris. Um, Tough Jimmy Watt, and he says, Hi, lads. Uh, Massive Witter, do you think Newcastle owners will be thinking about pushing for the top four in January now? Yeah, it's a great question from Jimmy. I think... um... I think the plan's always been, we, we've had the big overhaul. The way I see it, I think we've had the big overhaul. And now, every transfer window, I think we're going to make one or two top quality signings. Um, the need for a right winger may be pushed down the list slightly because of Miggy's form. Um, I still think we need, I still think we need another right winger. And I think we'll be looking now to kind of improve the players who were, you know, on the bench. So we'll be looking at the likes of Jacob Murphy, looking at the likes of Ryan Fraser, looking at the likes of, um, you know, some of the defenders. I think I think this is now going to be a gradual build. I think this team that we've got has probably made the owners sit up and think, wow, you know, look look what look what Eddie can do with these lads. Imagine with two, three, four, five extra quality players. I'd love to see Jimmy in the next what we're like in the next two or three transfer windows. I don't think you're going to see another four, five, six, seven players coming in in the transfer window now. I think it's just going to be a gradual process. I think there'll be a lot of youngsters coming in. Um, we've, we've talked about uh, the young lad from Australia, uh, Grand Qual. He's now coming. I think you're going to see a lot of youngsters coming in who have got the potential and in three or four years are going to be top, top players. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be one or two players every window and it's only going to make us even better. Um Trying to think what the what the main priority position would be. I still think I still think in central midfield if we if we try and go for the James Madison, possibly a Musa Diaby right wing, um, possibly another striker to replace Chris Wood. I I think that's where we're going to be looking at. But it will have to be the right player and it will have to be the right price. 
But I, I think every window now, one or two. And in, if if we're in the, in and amongst where we are now, I think they could speed up the process and bring in another top top player in. Because if you add if you add another Callum Wilson to this squad, if you add another Bruno Gomeres to this squad, you know it makes us even stronger, strength and depth wise. Yeah. Can I just add to, to all of you is a question. Obviously, we, the question has been about who do you think sort of will 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 go for it if we're chasing the top four or even Europe um, in January and sign some players. But if that's the case, we've already got a full twenty-five man squad. Who who do you think is going to leave in January to to accommodate that? Mm, there's loads you could pick there you could the yeah. likes of Richie you could pick Dumas uh, who haven't gotten anywhere near the team there's Lewis who could go out and loan uh, uh, you know uh, thanks Summer <laughs> the, she's, again. she's now sellotaped there yeah. <laughs> ah, little arm was tired well done Bertie quit well done Bertie quit Summer well done yeah she's got a busy she's got a busy pin <laughs> you have to sellotape you have to sellotape <laughs> Yeah, Stay I don't know if you're happy with that. Yeah, go on, just do it. It's fine. Right, Daz, uh, question for you. Uh, <clears throat> and it's from John Askew. Obviously, we've touched on it briefly that we've got three games until the World Cup uh, break. We've got two at home against Aston Villa and Chelsea. And in between that, we've got an away visit to Southampton. He says six points in the next three games would be great, or would it? I'm saying seven. Uh, I want a wins against Southampton, uh, against Villa and Southampton, and I want uh, a draw against Chelsea. Why not? The Chelsea are going to be full. Oh, most of our players probably be turning up at the World Cup, so uh, they'll be focused on that. They don't want to get injured right before the World Cup. So, uh, and... and... <laughs> She's buzzing here. Sorry, Daz, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so why not? I think, okay, we we'll take it game by game. We're not, not going to get ahead of ourselves. But at home against Aston Villa, we, we want to be winning that. We want to send them home sobbing. And we then we Southampton, uh, why not? Get get getting away win there. There's no reason why we can't. Then like roll the dice against Chelsea and you never know. We yeah. said the same thing about, about Spurs. So why not? Give it a go. So yeah, if we... Um, seven. Really the one thing I will game. add to that though, Daz, the Chelsea game... It is a seven, sorry, a five thirty kickoff on a Saturday. So you know what that means? You castle under the lights because it'll be dark. When you know what those nights are like, you know, you know, Saturday evenings as well. Yeah, yeah. Jordy's been on the drink all day. No, I feel a Sam Fender song coming on. We are. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Would you now? Now you've just said that, Rich. Do you think there's a better chance of us beating Chelsea at home than there is Southampton away? I'll put it out there. I think we'll get maximum points from the next three. If I'm honest with you, mate, it's it's, it's on then. Right. If we do, it's on then. Good in the league if we do that. And, and, as, and, and before you join us, as I turn around and said to Pete and Daz in the green before the show, we'll have to put us on thirty points good at the World Cup game right after fifteen games. And you're still going to have new, some Newcastle fans going. Well, there's only ten points for guaranteed safety. Yeah, <laughs> Daz. <laughs> not me no 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 not me no, no. Uh, right just, just want to finish on Daz before we obviously sponsor the reason why is because it's from one of our sponsors nice. he's saying that Miggy player of the month and how manager month I completely agree with you and I'm sure the rest of the lads will all back that up Miggy and uh, how for player and manager of the month yeah absolutely absolutely I'm sure I said it the same it's all everyone will all think the same absolutely. Daz 
over to you for this sponsors, mate. Yes, we've left people waiting long enough. Everyone has been waiting for the sponsor shout-outs. So uh, a former sp- sponsor Simon First and Shyburns.com. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to if you'd like to go look at what Simon has on offer, uh, go check out uh Shyburns.com. Uh, lovely t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and everything. And as well as that, there is the loaded t-shirts in a variety of different colors. There's the away days version that Pete is always modeling on away days. I, I love I love the consistency there, Pete. Always have it on for away days. And uh even though it was a bit of a struggle I said this week with three away days in a week. But uh but uh yeah then we have the the other loaded t shirt that's available in a variety of different colours as well. The shout out to and there'll be more coming from Simon pretty soon in the loaded range to so keep your your tuned for that so shout out as well to pins and prints and the range that pins and prints have got going uh, and also then on to machine house um the, the, what uh, marty has available in the shape of t-shirts and lovely t-shirts and hoodies uh and more hoodies yeah check that out and uh, check out the, the latest from martin and machine house and the shout out as well to the Jordy royce and the t-shirts that uh dean has available there i know there's white ones and there's black ones uh there and there there are a lovely range of t-shirts as well and as we said before uh, maybe i'll put it on the bottom here as well there is a code you can use as well if you're ever wanting to purchase anything from how do you laugh at chris i'm laughing at a comment i'm gonna put it on <laughs> <laughs> That was you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and a shout out to our newest sponsor. Uh, and it is, uh, and you know what, uh, Chris, for that, you are going to jail. Yes, it is the Radiator Shed. <laughs> uh, uh, and a shout out to Russ, who's in the chat. And there you go, theradiatorshed.com. Make sure you check out uh, what is available from Russ there. And I, I, I give the big story last week uh, on, on Russ. I'm not going to read it out again tonight. Because, uh, yeah, check out what uh, Russ has to offer in this shape of lovely radiators. Uh, this is the Fitzrova. This is the Hampstead. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through the website uh, in, in, shortly as well. Uh, not tonight, but we will on another show. And we get Russ on the show as well to talk us, tell us a bit more about the radiator. No, he did. He did put in our uh, private chats. We actually mentioned it about when we saw this picture how class it would be if you had some black radiators to go the black and white. And he did get back. I was saying they do do coloured radiators, so you can oh, get wow. black and white. Wow! Wow! Well, there you go. Knock out all the radiators in your house tonight and get on to Russ, and he'll sort you out. Uh, he'll be around. I'll do one as well. I'm gutted. I'm gutted, guys. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I might be able to show you now. Oh, no. I got. Oh no, it's the wrong way. Well, see, I think that's, <laughs> not you, that's not you showing competitors' work, there, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh. That is that, it's, it's before I knew rusted radiators. I got the oh. vertical radiator. Um, if I'd have known, I'd have gone for the vertical radiator you- with Russ. I that's know that, that, that that's not going to save you now, Pete. Pete, I can tell you, Russ is not going to let you come to this party in April now where he's setting the venue up. <laughs> he's not going to let you in now. I'm sorry, Russ. You haven't got a choice. 
I'm going to be there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure Russ has something similar like like that in his range because if you because uh, uh, I have the web, the website open here actually, but there's loads of, of different varieties uh, and more than radiators as well. So go check that all out. Um, that's the the uh, we put it up again and put uh, Chris back in jail. Uh, the radiatorshed.com. So check that out. That is it from the sponsors. Uh, as we said, make sure you uh, subscribe, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like this video on your way out if you haven't done so already. Make sure you, if you'd like to, you could all... <laughs> uh, God, look at Look at your dead feet. Uh, it lasted a week. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> if you'd like to become a member, as some people have done, it's uh, $1.99 a month. Uh, and yeah, you go to the, the, the member reprise draw. Uh, that is it for the night. No, we have to say what's coming next. Uh, Newcastle Turner. Ooh, I like that. Nice one. Chris. Like yeah, that, nice work there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that one down, Russ. Uh, right. Let me see what's coming up next. There's potential for a show tomorrow. Uh, that, 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 and confirmed. Uh, we ha- confirmed. There's a show confirmed. tomorrow. Uh, what time? Uh, half seven. Talking between. Um, Jordan has agreed to come back on to just review the last three three games um, and talk about the fantastic win. Um, he's he's just leaving the top the hottest best stadium right now. So no, no. Listen, he's messaged me during the show. Uh, well, not right now, but like whenever we started the show, he messaged me. Okay, I didn't see it straight away. Um, <laughs> but Jordan will be joining us to review everything um, Newcastle United related over the last week and and maybe you know maybe talk about what, what's to come we, we've talked about what what we think is going to happen over the next two or three games um we'll get we'll get jordan's opinion so half seven tomorrow um if you can make it that'll be um that'd be a good chat nice so think of your questions for jordan for tomorrow's show then on tuesday i believe we're going to be back with a loaded cube as well uh, on on tuesday so if you'd like to come on and join us more than welcome we all stuff um the regulars and new people to join us as well, always welcome. Then, well, it's going to be in away days this week as well. Not sure what day yet, but confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> to, just as just we're just as we're on, um, it'll be eight o'clock on Friday. Uh, Rich Sutherland, um, who's a who lives in Newcastle but is a Villa fan, will be joining us again. Um, he can only make. Um, Friday, 8 o'clock, but we've had him on all of our previous away days and, and he's really looking forward to coming on um, and talking all things um, Newcastle Villa. Um, obviously, he's very excited after their win today, but so are we. So it'll be it'll make for a really, really good chat and obviously, he knows the lowdown about Newcastle because he lives in the city. So, um, again, don't miss that one, Friday, 8 o'clock. And make it. I wonder will they have a new manager by then? That'll be that'll be talk of the the show. So that will be one to to keep an eye out for that. Also, then uh, we will have a reaction show come the weekend on on the Villa game, and let's hope it's all smiling faces again. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That is it, lads. That's it for the show. Chris, I know you wanted to get out by nine o'clock, so we did that on time for you. Uh, so uh, thanks everyone for watching. Um, we will leave it there, I think. Um, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. How, 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 how. 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 how.